0: Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, August sixteenth.
1: Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. In the news this morning, a wild police chase through parts of Philadelphia ended with two people in custody on Thursday night. Police say one suspect is still at large. It happened around seven fifteen in the evening. Police say officers chased a car through parts of Mantua and into North Philadelphia. The chase came to an end near Seventeenth and Jefferson Street. Officers ran towards the car, used a baton to bash out the back window, and arrested the two suspects. Detectives say at least one of them had. Been spotted with a gun in West Philadelphia before taking them on the high-speed chase. Hours before the chase, gunfire rang out on the 5400 block of North 15th Street. The shooting left five people shot. One victim is currently listed in critical condition at the hospital. And the violence unfolded on the same street, 20 blocks north of where a half a dozen officers were shot after serving a search warrant. Jeez. Yeah, Philadelphia's top federal prosecutor says the shooting of six Philadelphia police officers during a seven and a half hour standoff was pre- uh, precipitated by a disrespect for law enforcement that the city's district attorney is champion, u- championing. Um, U.S. Attorney William McSwain said Thursday in a news release that disrespect puts police in danger. The top prosecutors have a sharp divide. McSwain is a President uh, is a president Donald Trump appointee and Larry Krasner is a longtime civil rights lawyer. McSwain has previously questioned Krasner's commitment to crime victims. An email seeking comment was sent to Krasner, but uh, no response yet. The six officers uh, that had life-threatening, non-life-threatening injuries have been been released from the hospital. The suspected gunman is in custody after surrendering. Now yesterday afternoon, the Philadelphia Police Department identified the officers injured in the incident. 26-year-old Officer Joshua Burrick, a two-year veteran assigned to the 24th District, uh, sustained a gunshot wound to the left hand. 32-year-old Officer Michael Gunter, a 12-year veteran assigned to the Narcotic Strike Force Unit, uh, sustained gunshot wounds to both arms. 32-year-old Officer Sean Parker, an 11-year veteran assigned to the Narcotic Strikes Force, sustained a graze wound to the head. 43-year-old, Nathaniel Harper, a 19-year veteran assigned to the Narcotic Strike Force, sustained a gunshot wound to the left leg. 42-year-old Officer uh, Ryan Waltman, a 12-year veteran assigned to the 39th District, uh, had a gunshot wound to the right hand. And 31-year-old Officer Justin Matthews, a three-year veteran assigned to the 16th District, sustained a graze wound to the left leg. Nearly $1 million worth of fake smartphones were seized in Philadelphia recently, according to Customs and Border Protection officials. Officers seized nearly 4,500 counterfeit LG and ASUS smartphones. Uh, the first shipment of phones was seized on July 26th and the second shipment on August 9th. Both shipments traveled uh, from China through the Dominican Republic to Philadelphia and were manifested as cell phones used. Did Custom-
3: they were? They were slices of bread, Kathy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, customer safety and trademark protection is one of the Custom and Border Protection's top trade enforcement priorities. Both shipments, if authentic, would have had a manufacturer suggested real retail price of about $1 million. Wow. Yeah, the phone's Will be destroyed, officials said. In sports this morning. Bryce Harper crushed a grand slam with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, capping a six-run rally to lead the Phillies to a 7-5 win over the Chicago Cubs last night at the ballpark. Wow.
0: Bases loaded and one out. Oh, my God! Deep to right.
4: that, man. With the win, the Phillies
2: completed a three-game sweep of the Cubs and pulled within one game of the wild card spot. Harper delivered his biggest hit yet in the first season after signing a $330 million contract with the Phillies, celebrating while running around the bases and then getting mobbed by teammates at the plate. Harper has seven homers and 15 RBIs in the past 12 games. Ranger Suarez threw two scoreless innings to earn the win. The Phillies are at home again tonight as they open up a weekend series against the San Diego Padres. Vince Velasquez will get the start. Game time is at 7.05. In preseason football, Cody Kessler's return to Jacksonville lasted seven plays and ended with a walk to the visitors' locker room. The Eagles' third-string quarterback was knocked out of the team's 24-10 preseason win against the Jaguars on the opening drive. Defensive end, uh, Detone Jones, came unblocked off of the edge and hit Kessler in the back. Kessler was escorted to the sideline, evaluated for a head injury in the locker room, and then placed on a concussion concussion protocol. The team already was without backup. Nate Sudfeld, who broke his left wrist in the team's preseason opener, against Tennessee, and starter Carson Wentz rested for the second straight game. The third preseason game is back at home against the Baltimore Ravens. And that's what I have for you this morning. We're
1: watching the footage of the, the Reese Hoskins, you know, walk off Bryce. Grand Slam. Or, what's that? Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. I'm yeah. sorry, Bryce Harper. I, you know what? I get them confused yeah. because... Yeah. It's a single a syllable first name yeah. and a two syllable second name <laughs> yeah. and they're both manly, you know. Manly men. They got yeah. R and
5: Y in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But anyhow, uh watching Harper's uh, uh grand slam, that I would like to see. And listen, they keep all the stats in the world in baseball. Yeah. If time-wise he had the fastest walk-off trot around the bases because he yeah. sprinted. <laughs> he was running. Yeah,
6: well, earlier, sprinted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earlier this season Reese Hoskins had the slowest Home run yes. because he he'd got plunked with the pitch the, the game before. That's right. And to when, rub it in their faces. So yeah. when he got hit by or when he had the home run the following game.
5: It, how long did it take him? It took him like a minute to yeah run around the entire. Yeah. He milked it, but I've never seen somebody speed up around the bases because yeah. Harper starts off running and then
1: he he gets into a full on sprint <laughs> yep. as he's coming around second, third, and home. He couldn't wait to get there for the celebration. Yeah, man, that's pretty badass, man. So uh, awesome, great, uh, great way to wrap up a Thursday and uh, start a Friday for us. Uh, in fact. We wrapped up a great weight Thursday last night with our belly flop championship. Yes. yeah. At Valley Forge, we've got to recap
3: that later on because we had a great freaking time. Last it, night. it all worked out. Yeah. The, the 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 postponement, everything. The weather could not. It was actually the best weather we've ever had. Yeah, the I weather agree. was great. Uh, it was totally <laughs> comfortable, and yep. uh, what the ladies brought uh, was awesome. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that a little bit later on.
1: We have a big day today. We do. We have a very, very big day. First of all, we're giving away our Word of the Week prize, so we'll do that with the uh, the outdoor ping pong table. Steve, you're a huge fan. You have one. I freaking love this So thing. we will do that. We have a meet and eat today. Our friends from the Philadelphia Burger Brawl are stopping by again, really hitting that hard, which I, uh, they should. It's in a new location, the Navy Yard, and it is uh, September 15th. Looking forward to that. I know. I could use a burger. Yeah, too. really. So Something. So they're stopping in today. Now, guest-wise, here we go. <laughs> we're going to start with Jim Gaffigan, Yeah, one of the best in the world. The stand up, and he's been on the show many times. He's great. He's got a new special on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. Yep. yep, so we'll talk to Jim. Then, stopping by our studio, Marlon Wayans is going to be here. He's promoting the movie Sex Tuplets, and then, right after he stops by, a gentleman named John Travolta is coming by our studio. In today. the studio, he will be here today. We've talked to him on the phone before. We've yeah. never met him in person, so this is exciting. He was a good interview. He's always, uh, yeah. He's he's a super nice guy. When you 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 know, you were looking through his list of credits. Oh, the stuff is is amazing. Yep. Uh, and he's in this film called The Fanatic. It's it's a different role for him. We've seen the movie. He's it's kind re- of a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, he's really really good in it. Uh, so he's stopping by today, and uh, he's he's going to have a a team of people with him. So if you're thinking about coming by and sneaking an autograph, don't even. Oh no! Just not tune in and listen to us because it's not going to happen. You'll so. get tased. Yeah, it <laughs> may happen, but but we're excited. So he's not coming until late in the show, around 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, And that's, you know, that's movie star time. It could be a little bit after that, so just heads up on it. So it's going to be a damn good day today. We're looking forward to having a fun time, and I've got loads of entertainment stories to get us started with. So we'll go ahead and take a quick break, come back in a moment, and we'll have a stupid question ready, do some giveaways, and enjoy our Friday morning together. We'll be
7: right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
3: Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond engagement rings are ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: By the way, real quick, I want to mention that we do have a new Daily Rush video up and running. Ooh, and which one is it? It is uh, A Dog's Thoughts. I was actually supposed to mention this a couple days ago, but uh, the dogs movies never accurately portray a dog's actual thoughts. <laughs> Find out what they are. Watch A Daily Rush video. It's available at com. sponsored by Punchline, uh, Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. And also, and I'm going to try to hit some of these things early because we're going to get backed up later on. Uh, with our guests and everything going on. But we are looking for some uh, Preston and Steve, not your average listeners. Uh, we have a new sponsor, so we're ready to fire this thing up again. And is presented by Sunoco this time around. Yes, yeah. Very Do you happy. All your best. So if there is something interesting about you that's a little bit different than everybody else, and you're a listener of the President and Steve show, we'd like to hear about it. We'd like to maybe have you by as a guest. Find out about whatever your talent is, your interesting story, your bizarre... Uh, appendage, item that you have, or appendage, or yeah. whatever it is, something that seems to be a little bit of your 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 job is very very specific and very very different.
3: Well, it's predicated on the fact that you you'd get it a lot, I would get it uh, occasionally. People come up and say, "I'm not your average listener," mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Right? And we said, "Well, you, we really do have some pretty unique people, and we've actually had a good run of people."
2: We have had a really good. We had ride. one or two
3: stinkers, but for the most part, they've been really engaging. Yeah, the
2: I think there majority
1: was... have been. Everybody's gotten yeah, uh, the yeah. cash prize because it's voted on by the audience. What, Kathy?
2: Yeah, no, I was just going to say uh, yes. The majority uh, get the cash prize. There were two people. Yeah. that the listeners voted no. Was yeah. it the
3: Virgin and the exotic dancer with the snake? Yep. It, yeah, there he is.
2: Forty-two year old Virgin and a stripper with snakes and alligators. Now so. Mind oh. you,
3: we mind you, we love you listening. We throw it up into the crowd. Of they got it decided in, in true gladiator fashion.
2: They felt like they were a little average. D- that's it.
3: There we go. Yeah. So
1: here's what we want you to do. We want you to submit your information to listener at WMMR.com. Tell us about it. And uh, we'll be the first filtering process. We may just go, mm. The audience isn't probably going to dig that. But then we'll be like, all right, that's, let's 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 throw it up there. And <laughs> that's see. it, yeah. Let's uh, see what happens. So, listener at WMMR.com, tell us about you.
2: And I just want to say, there was somebody that emailed in kind of about being a Not Your Average listener. And then I think he spoke to his wife and... Um... Oh,
3: he's coming in today. He's John Travolta. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh... Oh, God. No, he spoke to his wife. And I think that she may have, like said no or whatever, but um, it, I don't want to say exactly what they are, but they're in the Poconos, and they have a special resort. I know what you're talking about. Yes, oh. I we think that, that they need to email I us. I think that she needs to be okay with it. We'll, yep. we'll work out a day where you can come in.
3: Oh, yeah, Preston, We have to remember, by the way, just on another tangent, to remember to describe what a particular convention was going on at the hotel last night. Uh, yeah, yeah, I took some pictures. <laughs> oh, I what? I
2: didn't, you got, I, I didn't walk this. through the you, hotel. He'll,
3: he'll yeah. reveal during the conversation, really? but I saw, yeah, I saw it going <laughs>
4: okay, on. Okay, so. yeah.
3: All right, so let's get to business at
1: hand. A stupid question, and we're going to give away a pair of passes for Keystone Comic-Con. And the question that I have for you this morning is, what heavy metal found in a lock of Beethoven's hair is thought to have contributed to his ill health and early death? What heavy metal? Yeah, two one five two six three wmmr Let's see if you know the answer. Dokken. Uh, no. no, and, and it wasn't, uh, Judas Priest either. <laughs> so what heavy metal found in, uh, Locke Beethoven's hair is thought to have contributed to his illness and early death. Bunch birthdays today on Friday, August 16th, a big one. Madonna has her birthday today, but she's officially, she, she was 60 last year, so she, you know, that was her big milestone, latest milestone birth, birthday, but she's 61 years old. Still
3: sporting today. that big, horrific grill. Which looks totally inappropriate. She is, yeah. yeah like, it like looks gold. dumb, yeah. And then now her thing it. is her this character, this uh, with the eye patch and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going for something that I don't think is. Yeah. It's like... she, but you know she's doing the one thing she is doing that's smart. She's playing smaller uh, theater type venues. Like right. I think she's coming to the Met. Yep.
6: I think when you were looking at the, the, the <clears throat> biggest concerts of all time, yeah. her, hers was one of them.
3: Really? I don't really? know
6: which one it was Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was definitely on that list.
1: She's 61 today. Steve Carell uh, celebrates his birthday as well, 57. Steve, you were saying the other day the most watched show on Netflix is The Office. The Office yeah. has become huge. And they're getting ready to, to take it off. Of yeah, yeah. So uh, Spend all its time there.
6: And because my daughter and like her whole class, they're, they've just discovered The Office. Mm-hmm. It's on all the time. So I'm I'm watching it again for the third and fourth times, and it, I, I'm t- he is so
3: damn good. Like yeah. uh, he, the subtlety, the whole cast is subtly hilarious. One of my favorite episodes aired the other day where uh, he's uh, he's looking he's job searching because he believes he's going to be terminated. President. So you just hear from his office. You hear sounds of like monsters, you know, and all yeah. this stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I forget who calls out. It's monster.com. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love it. And, of course, you had this moment in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. No! So, happy birthday, Steve Carell, 57. James Cameron, the director, Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Titanic, Avatar, and soon-to-come more Avatar movies.
3: It's easy, you know, look, listen, he's got a reputation for being pompous and and all this other stuff, but the guy makes incredible movies. Mm -hmm. He's just an artist when it comes to the meticulous nature of what he does. So you can't argue with success. 65 today. Actor Timothy Hutton turns
1: 59 years old.
3: He's in a new series where he's one of these guys, I guess, who who runs a um uh, a sperm bank and he replaces, you know, you've heard these stories about the guy who puts his own yeah uh, and it has like 25 kids. Yeah. So that's the he is the guy who's yeah, flinging a semen it. around for this new uh, <laughs> this new NBC series. Oh, Almost well. Family? Almost Family. Yeah, almost family. yeah, yeah I yeah. saw the preview for that. So he's the uh he's the okay. uh, Sperminator. Yeah.
1: Lever- Leverage was his most recent uh thing, right? <clears throat> uh yeah, yeah that was at uh, the TV show. Do you yeah. remember that crappy movie Turk on 82? Oh my god, it was terrible. Was it it's, terrible? It's it horrible. Yep.
6: What was the uh, the premise of it?
1: Oh, this, this, his
6: I remember His now.
1: brother was injured as a fireman and wasn't getting his insurance benefits or something it was like Robert that. Robert Urich. Yeah, so he went on this big uh, vandalism campaign of sorts, like uh, you know, spray painting, you know, Turk Turk went, I said blank one eighty two. <laughs> Turk one eighty
3: two, and it people were captivated by it. And but it but was, it's like it was dumb. Casey, like down the side of the Empire State, but stuff yeah. as ridiculous as that. Okay, you know? yeah.
1: All right, so anyhow, he's 59 today. Angela Bassett is uh, 61
3: years old. I just watched uh, What's Love Got to Do With It, Mm -hmm. which uh, she is sensational in. Amazing. Uh, Uh, She's
6: Black Panther's mom, right? Yeah, she is. Mommy Panther. (laughs) Uh, But also
1: great films like Malcolm X and Boys in the Hood. She has certainly made her mark in the world of Hollywood. She's 61 today. Uh, I love this guy, this guy, Bob Balaban.
3: Yes. Oh, my
1: God. Bob Balaban is great,
3: especially in the Christopher Guest movies.
1: He's so wonderful in those movies. In A Mighty Wind, he's the guy that, that is putting on the, uh, the whole... <laughs> the Folk Festival, yeah. The Folk yeah. Festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's so great in it. What is this? Close Encounters. He's in Close Encounters, of the third kind. He's yeah, he
3: Francois Truffaut's he, translator.
1: He can play straight-up wonderful dramatic characters, but these dry comedic characters that he plays... <laughs> It's hilarious. There's a little known Steve movie. I think it was called Amos and Andrew or Amos and Andy. It oh, was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and I remember. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he plays uh, Bob Balaban plays the. Uh, of the negotiator, <laughs> and he's
3: just it's he's hilarious. He plays a it. good nebbish. He's yeah. a very Woody Allen. Though they were considering him to reboot the transporter series, Preston. So. Really, oh, oh, really? really? Oh, with Bob Balaban. The way that he deals
1: with a curtain
5: in a mighty wind, oh, and, uh, you just it, it drives him
1: crazy. But it's yeah. it's terrific. I love it. Uh, he's <laughs> he reminds me of Bill Weston in that movie. Believe it or <laughs> yeah, not, I really, he, uh, because Jeez, I get it. Because oh, there's <laughs> he goes on and on about how. The, the plants that they have in, in the hallways, someone could injure their eye if, uh, if you know, if they, and they should really take care of this. And we've got sitting there going, what, we're, we're trying to put on a show here. What are you talking about? And it's like Bill sometimes was making a mess with the soup and uh-huh. stuff like that. I'm
3: like, dude. You're going to make sure there's tarps? Yeah. Big yeah. picture here, okay?
1: It's, so anyway. Uh, we also have Kathy Lee Gifford. Somewhere. In the
4: morning. Yeah. In the evening, ain't we got fun?
3: Now she does commercials for a um, where she's singing yeah. for, a, a I guess it's an app called Tackle, where if you have any sort of handyman working around the house, like, even like, I need someone to mow my lawn, or okay. move this, yeah. or clean, but so she's going through the house, da ba da ba, ba da Oh,
1: my God. She's 66. And then the last birthday is uh, Rumor Willis, uh, daughter of uh, Bruce and Demi Moore, and she's 31 years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What heavy metal... Uh, was found in a lock of Beethoven's hair and is thought to have contributed to his ill health and early death. Two one five two 263 the number, and I will, I will go to Brendan. Hey, Brendan, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Brendan, uh, do you know what heavy metal we're talking about? Was it lead? It was lead, lead. yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, the reason I was laughing nice is, is it, Jennifer was on the line and... Her answer says it was arsenic. A- at a glance, I thought it said nut <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love... Okay, I, I... Kelly's answer was Beethoven. Yeah, <laughs> That's the medal in his yeah. hair was Beethoven. No, so you got it right, Brendan, and we are going to give you a pair of passes for Keystone Comic Con. Geek out at Keystone Comic Con August 23rd through the 25th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. And on the 25th, you can see Tom Holland... From Spider-Man Far From Home, Keystone Comic-Con is so much more than a regular Comic-Con. It's an exciting weekend for the whole family. You can get tickets at KeystoneCon2019.com slash tickets. All right, let's start with this. That seventy show star Danny Masterson is hitting back hard against a lawsuit filed by four of his sexual assault accusers. According to the court documents obtained by E!, the women are suing him and the Church of Scientology and its head, David Miscavige, for conspiring to cover up his attacks. Two of the women are identified as Jane Doe's, and two are uh, and the other two are actually identified. Uh, they all claim the defendants systematically stalked, harassed, invaded their and their family's privacy, and intentionally caused them emotional stress to silence and intimidate them.
3: So th- this story first broke. What it seems like two years ago. It was about that. I yeah. think, Steve. Yeah. Uh, So the
1: 43-year-old actor issued a statement via his attorney saying this is beyond ridiculous. I'm not going to fight my ex-girlfriend in the media like she's been baiting me to do for more than two years. I will beat her in court and look forward to it because the public will finally be able to learn the truth and see how I've been railroaded by this woman. I uh, said, and once her lawsuit is thrown out, I intend to sue her and the others who jumped on the bandwagon for the damage they caused me and my family. Mm. Uh, yeah, the allegation surfaced in 2017. He was subsequently fired from his uh, role on Netflix's The Ranch. That's um, right. He lost the role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is wild. Steve and I were talking about this off air. Former NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. His wife and daughter escaped without serious injury in a plane crash crazy. in Tennessee. Uh, and, and it was
2: like a baby right uh
1: the child yeah I'm not sure uh but the 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 plane is a loss I mean yeah. it's
2: how they walked away
1: I, I don't know it's amazing uh, maybe the fire started slowly afterwards yeah but yeah, yeah. it was it was charred and completely it's a jet it was a um, a Cessna citation uh and the plane ran off the runway and then yes here it says it caught on fire after landing well, so go. it mm-hmm. wasn't a crash per se. Uh, but two pilots were flying the plane. Video from the airport shows firefighters attempting to quell the blaze, ripping through the plane as black smoke billowed into the air. In a tweet, Mr. Earnhardt's sister said everybody on board the plane was safe. Uh, he was the only passenger taken to the hospital, by the way. He was treated for minor cuts and abrasions. Uh, the FAA has launched an investigation into that. Trap. Did
3: you see that Russian commercial jet that landed in like in a, in a, in a, in a field? No. The pilot was able to bring it down in a field and I believe everyone walked away. Wow. So a big full yeah. size,
1: like hundred yeah, and some yeah, odd yeah. people on board. Wow! Uh, Kaylee Cuoco and her husband Carl Cook. C- Who- Kaylee Cook and <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco Cook. Kaylee Cuoco and Carl Cook. Uh, they, don't live Kong Kong. Uh, they, <laughs> they don't live together. Kong. They don't live together. They tied the knot just over a year ago, and the Big Bang Theory stars revealed that the pair currently live at different locations. They don't spend every single day together either. She said, uh, "We are we're building our dream house." And we're going to be under the same roof
3: forever. So, I love you. So they are. So at the time being, they don't live together. This she, is similar, though. You remember Gwyneth Paltrow talked about this. Yeah. So Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Brad Falchuk—is that yep. the guy's name? Mm-hmm. They have been living uh, separate lives, and they're—they're. Uh, they're, I guess eventually they're going to move in together. But this is becoming the thing.
1: Yeah, she she said we have a very unconventional marriage. We have uh, different locations that we are at a lot, and we are not together every single day. Uh, she says that. Uh, their way of living works for them. And she joked that it means that the pair can Instagram shame one another easily that way. Uh, separate ways. Gotcha, K's. Uh And she said... I think, personally, it's important, and it works well for us. If you want to Instagram shame each other, Instagram shame each other. Uh, it just makes life really fun. She said, he loves Instagram posts, and he's his biggest fan. There you go. Uh, they celebrated their first anniversary last month, and uh, the blonde beauty admitted that she is never letting her husband go in a sweet message recently. Well, aw,
3: It's yeah. wonderful. She mm-hmm. had a husband just before that she let go. <laughs> yeah, That's right. <laughs> you did do that's, that, and Let him go pretty quickly.
1: No, but she means it this time. Okay. All right. So the nine hundred two one zero reboot. Uh, as it I've ter- been watching, as it turns out, the crew is not going to be raking in as much as one might expect, money wise. Good. I'm owed something. Per the Hollywood <laughs> like uh, Reporter, yeah. <laughs> per the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the contracts pay them seventy thousand dollars per episode for the reboot. But it's nothing. That means they'll yeah. pull in four hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the first season. Tori Spelling and Jenny Gartho earn an extra fifteen grand per episode. They because are... they do all the
3: cooking on set. No, they're credited as co-creators. Yeah, oh. they are. They're, in fact, if you look in the credits, Kathy, they're the uh, they're the ones that brought it all together oh, of the okay. reboot. And in the reboot, it shows them bringing the show together. Really? So it's supposed. To... Huh. But the, the bizarre line it's walking is is attempting to sort of be reality TV scripted with false. Uh, people in their life, lo- like, for it's example, so uh, Brian Austin Green, instead of being married to Megan Fox or a Megan Fox type person is married to somebody who's like Beyonce. Right. Uh, it, yeah. it, it's yeah. just it's, it's it's
2: it's it's strange. Dumb. Wait, how many was there another episode?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Couple? It was last. I'm, I'm DVRing it. OK, um, so you've
2: watched more I watched than this, the first yes, one. Uh-huh.
4: Yes. Okay. Uh, and Jay- it was uh,
3: just as not good.
1: Jason Prezzi also <laughs> earned an extra forty six thousand dollars for directing an episode. I just uh, think
2: it could have been so good. They're all involved. Yeah. They ruined, they, yeah. they, they It makes me so mad
6: when you're yes. like, dude, you guys are freaking creative and this is what you gave us?
2: Terrible.
1: I guess they're trying to do something different. different, They are.
6: Yeah.
2: It's not working.
1: Uh, The relatively low salaries are especially notable considering 90210 has been the summer's highest rated series debut. It's because everybody wanted to see what it was about out of the gate, right? Right, right. Uh, So their salaries also pale in comparison to those of the four stars of Will & Grace, who snagged $250,000 per episode. And the $1.25 an episode Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are earning for the forthcoming The Morning Show on Apple yeah, but they're more successful, that's why. A, I mean, you know. A
3: and B, this is I'm sure they really had to sell this hard, so especially if I had read that script, I'd say okay, but you're making $10 an episode.
1: Yeah. Uh all right, let's go to another uh reality show. Uh Lindsay Chrisley. This is from this what's cri- the show? Uh, Chrisley knows best. Chrisley knows best, is what which it is, is-
3: Horrific. She's the (laughs) wife, right? Uh, I think she's the daughter. Oh, okay. Because the wife is kind of a
1: piece
3: of ass. The daughter's attractive. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so Lindsay, the daughter, and her legal team are responding to her father Todd's claims that she slept with Bachelor stars. I wouldn't be surprised if the dad slept with Bachelor (laughs) stars. Uh, I mean... Come on. So her attorney, Musa
3: Ghanayam. Right, he's from Neptune.
1: Said, uh, Lindsay would like nothing more than to be left alone and to go about her own business. Unfortunately, certain members of her family will not let her live in peace. We are flabbergasted at the audacity of Todd and We're
4: flabbergasted.
1: and Chase Crisley, <laughs> who are more focused on attacking my client rather than defending themselves against the allegations of criminal conduct. Uh, the lawyer continued saying, while it is not necessary to detail their repugnant actions, it is important to note that the allegations are of serious crimes against Lindsay. Lindsay has made a complaint of their acts to law enforcement and she will provide uh, them with whatever need, uh, whatever they need in the course of their investigation into the family's actions.
3: This is very, uh, wild here because this family, the whole thing with this family, they're kooky and nutty and lovable, but this, this... This should bring down the show if anybody who watches the show is aware of it because it's horrific. Uh, this latest kerfuffle—it is a kerfuffle—happened
1: oh. uh, after <laughs> Todd and his, I had
3: a dude kerfuffle all over my face <laughs> and his wife. George. Wow, Chrisly knows best. Oh my God! I was at a truck stop and I paid a gentleman to kerfuffle all over my face. <laughs> Look
6: at this guy. Does it say say kerfuffle or did you say that? It says it right here. This this latest
1: kerfuffle happened after Todd. I'm not poking. Do me a favor
3: and just warn me before you kerfuffle. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm going to kerfuffle. Oh, thank you.
1: Uh, (laughs) So Todd and his wife Julie were indicted for tax (laughs) tax evasion and other financial crimes.
5: Who do you think of when you say kerfuffle? Bill, Bill, yeah, wow, oh. Bill,
1: Bill likes to use words. I,
5: I think of Jim Jackson because we got him to say it one time. That was one. Oh, of that's words.
6: right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, also yeah. used another word in there uh, called uh, repugnant. What, who do you think of when you hear the word repugnant? Because something just comes right to my mind. Uh, who? Samuel L. Jackson. That, I wanted to see if. That is some repugnant stuff. Doesn't doesn't he say that in, in Samuel
3: L. Jackson knows best? Yes. Yeah.
6: <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one who watches that. Good, you remember? Yes. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah. move on.
3: You don't remember Repugnant, the movie? <laughs> <laughs> repugnant on a plane. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, Disney star
1: Dove Cameron isn't here for the haters. She She's capt- here for
3: us, Preston.
1: She, now, the reason I bring this up is because she captioned a braless selfie. Oh. Did you see this?
3: No, I did oh. not. All right. Not I'd like if uh, there you go. Oh,
1: hey. Preston. Well, hello. Uh, well, uh, she seemingly anticipating a reaction uh, wh- when she posted this, I guess. Uh, she. Heard, I know
3: you're going to kerfuffle.
1: Uh, she, said, <laughs> she said women have a history. Why would you... Listen. Okay. Why would you... you? What
3: you're doing is you're posting a very provocative shot, and then you're going to use this empowerment thing to get away with it. Mm. Well, I don't mind. Uh, the picture is very sexy. I, I think. I really think she's a talented. Uh, she's a great singer, and yeah, and she's she's, just, she's very China dollish, you know, like uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that's that's the deal. She's well, a, I was
1: wondering why she capitalized all of the word "have," but anyhow, she she says women have a history. That has been systematically suppressed. Of course. Now,
3: here are my nipples. Yeah, no, and
1: here comes the... Here comes all the... the the justification. Yeah, yeah. Our collective spirituality has largely been tainted to fit the needs of men and those Uh, in uh, power. uh, uh, (laughs) Uh, This has a... Casey heard taint. (laughs) (laughs) Nipples. (laughs) Our collective spirituality has largely been tainted uh, to fit the needs of women and these in power. Uh, this has a profound effect on the self esteem of girls and the women they become. This influence can be seen in their life choices, partners, and financial security for the rest of their lives. <coughs> it also,
3: <laughs> you know, uh, I, again, it's okay to be. She is. She is uh, a singularly attractive girl who's very talented you if she wants to post a kind of a, a cheesecakey shot that's fine yeah. you don't have to faux justify it with this history lesson and and uh, uh, uh an exposé on the suffragette movement just post, you know, post yeah. your nipple shot and get on with it it,
1: it also has an effect of the way the future partners, uh, their future partners, will view them and ultimately treat them. Our girls deserve better. Did you watch Descendants three yet? Not yet. The time to introduce feminism and woman centered spirituality to all children is now.
6: Okay, what's the spirituality part of this?
1: I don't know. But you can your see your nipples.
6: You're, you're standing in front of a makeup <laughs> table and your nips are nipping. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> hey, I understand if you want to not wear a bra it's and, that, and yeah. that, that is symbolic of, you know, I, I shouldn't have to conform and, and cover up this part of but, but uh, you know, it, it's a hot picture, you know. Yeah. I mean, and it's, she looks sexy. It's, it's meant
3: to be a hot picture. I, I know, it's not like I'm just – listen, if she wow. if she had a cigar in her mouth and her hair up mm-hmm. and she was wearing, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, uh, like, a, like a house dress or yeah. something. Or her I, I,
2: boobs were sagged down to her belly button right. like most women.
3: It's, <laughs> right. She it's, looks stunning. It's a tight, yeah great body, <laughs>
1: a sultry yeah. look and shot, and it's, you know –
2: Get your perky boobs out of a here. A
1: different picture with, with
3: this commentary <laughs> yeah. might be good. Perhaps so, working
1: on a tractor. She wants to do it? Rock yeah, on That's me. great. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, but do,
3: but don't we honestly, we see right
1: through. I think it, uh, pardon me, it taints the message yeah, yeah, a little it does. bit. It really does. But it's sort picture, labiatized it sort of labiatizes <laughs> it. And it's a great
3: message. What
1: did you say? It
3: labiatizes it. Labiatized.
2: I'll show you I don't want to wear a bra picture. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah,
2: has <laughs> get a on real one.
3: Yeah, with the uh, ah!
1: <laughs> snapping yeah. out of it at night. What else do I have here? Um, Brody Jenner is rebounding with model Josie Canseco after his split. Oh, I from... thought he was with Jose Canseco. Uh, yeah, for a moment I did too. I don't. I don't it's know. The daughter. It's got to be. Oh really? Yeah. And, I his, thought. and his split from wife uh, Caitlyn Carter, and his estranged wife's public makeout session with Miley Cyrus. So, TMZ reports that the new pair were spotted making out at nightclubs and house parties. Ooh, nightclubs and house parties. Yeah, I'm assuming,
3: like, Tupperware stuff and... Uh. The- that's the one where you buy the baskets.
1: Meanwhile, Miley and Caitlin were spotted earlier Wednesday driving together after returning to L.A. via private. Oh, long,
5: longer Burger baskets, those ones? <laughs> those are expensive.
1: <laughs> I they are very expensive.
5: Huh? You ever yeah. seen their headquarters? No. It's a giant basket building. Where? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in the Midwest. But it, the longer Burger basket headquarters is literally a building that looks like a giant <laughs> Did basket. Did Michelle ever
3: get dragged to one of those?
5: Well,
1: it's a longer burger basket. It's a fancy
5: know? basket. It, it looks like a picnic basket. It's something like you'd see with okay. Yogi Berra and, and or Yogi, Yogi- Bear. <laughs>
3: Yogi Your Bear kid, Mickey Man, all those yeah. guys. Today we go on Picnic Square. Let's not stay on track here. Come on, we're talking about Come baskets. On, you're losing. You're losing the focus. Focus, yeah. people. Just because Daryl's strawberries. Thank behind. you.
8: Yogi uh, Bear through the Glen basket. with his basket.
4: But
3: to, pre- but to Nick's point, Preston, they're wildly
5: overpriced for okay. for what they are. They're the most famous baskets out there, and their headquarters <laughs> are uh, a big
2: basket, a
1: giant building that looks like a basket. That's cool. Uh, no, she's never gotten dragged into that. My wife, yeah, fortunately. <laughs> uh okay one more story um so uh coming to America too or yes. coming to the number yes. two America is they have uh they've shorn it all up with uh with a lot of great pretty much everybody's coming back so I love this so Shari Headley and Vanessa Bell Calloway are both reviving their roles Headley uh had played Lisa McDowell okay so she's in the, the, the romantic interest of Prince Hakim I always thought she was kind of the weakest link of the movie and she was. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway played Iman Itzi, who was Prince Akeem's betrothed bride in the original film. The She's the one that barks, barks like a yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, Whatever you like. Uh, the two round out a long list of original cast members returning for the sequel, including James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, Paul Bates, and John Amos. So, yeah, they're having all the crew back. I love it. Uh, the second installation finds Prince Akeem waiting to be crowned before he discovers that he has a child Samos. and travels back to the U.S. from Zamunda to meet the son that he never knew, a witty street hustler named LaBelle.
6: By the way, you know, they stayed at the Waldorf Astoria back in the day. Have any of you guys been by the Waldorf Astoria lately? I stayed at it. It is a piece of crap It's falling part? It, it is a dump. Yeah. I think they're trying to refurb it or whatever, but, uh, Casey, yeah. Casey, when
3: I stayed there, it was, so there's one part that was re- refurbed that was good, but the legendary Waldorf Astoria Hotel, mm-hmm. you're right, is dumpy. The one thing that no it kidding. is famous for is it has a full lobby Sunday brunch that's legendary. And, okay. of course, the salad. But like yeah, with yeah, well, the Waldorf salad. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, Better than the Ramada salad. Wait, that's where it started. Yeah. 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 Sta- yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, exactly. you
6: learn
1: stuff. There you go. Uh, by the way, also joining the cast are Jermaine Fowler, Kiki Lane. Keke. Uh, Leslie Jones, rapper Rick Ross, and uh Wesley Snipes, as we have mentioned before. Uh Callaway, by the way, was the last of the original cast members to close the deal. Uh, Murphy is producing the film alongside Kenya Barris, who is behind Blackish. And it is set to be released in theaters in uh, well, late next year. So I'm looking forward to did it. Did you say Leslie Jones? I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, it's Friday, which means movies are out, and there are a lot of films that are out this. Let's get going. Weekend. Then, so we'll run down the list for you. If you are headed out <laughs> to the box office this weekend, we'll tell you what is going on. <laughs> hmm. Opening this weekend is Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Where the hell'd you go? It's comedy directed by Richard Linklater, and it stars Kate Blanchett, Billy Crudup, Kristen Wiig, Lawrence Fishburne, and other Judy Greer is in it as well. It
3: looks really funny. At least the trailer looks really funny. Uh, A man and his daughter attempt to solve the mystery of his wife's disappearance.
1: It is rated PG-13. It's about an hour and 44 minutes long. There's no score on it yet as far as its uh, rating goes of Rotten Tomatoes, but that opens this weekend. She
3: can do comedy, actually. They can all do Comedy uh, cast. Also opening this weekend is a movie called
1: Good Boys.
3: I want to see
1: this. Uh, it's comedy. Uh, it stars Jacob Tremblay, Will Forte, Molly Gordon, Lil Rel Howery. Yeah. Millie Davis and others. Uh, it's about a 12-year-old kid and his best friend as they decide to skip school in order to find his dad's missing drone uh rated r hour 35 and uh tonight at 86%. What's mm. drawing you into this Casey?
6: Uh so it is just irreverent humor with little kids. Um, okay. it's it seems <laughs>
3: accurate because when you're yeah. of that age everything is fascinating. Yeah. So so you know you're like they they find sexual things and it's it's it is it is raunchy but it's done with a little bit of heart. Yeah. So, and it's uh, it, it looks it looks cool. I and,
5: wonder if it's okay to take a kid to this,
3: because... Probably I, I know not. I, probably well, not. I know I that it's
5: rated R, but, yeah. I mean, it would sort of speak to them, you know, and, and it's 12-year-olds starring in it, and my son is 12, and I'm wondering what his impression of a movie like this would be. I will let him
6: or them watch it on cable, but okay. I wouldn't actively take them there, but press it. at one point, they walk into somebody's mom and dad's bedroom, and there's a sex swing in there. <laughs> You're like, dude, your parents have a swing in their bedroom?
3: And they're, like, playing on... On it. That's great. Yeah, it's
6: uh,
9: awesome. Oh, they're, they're, they somehow
3: managed to get online. They're trying to find out how to do their first kiss. Yes. And I guess he's why they're looking at Pornhub. How many How many husbands does this woman have? Oh, my God.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also opening this movie uh, this weekend is the movie 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Uh, it's a horror film directed by Johannes Roberts, uh, stars Sophie uh, Nealese. Neil Long, John Corbett is in it as well. Oh, it's about four teenagers as they venture into the water in search of the ruins of an ancient Mayan city. But they quickly discover the underwater city has new residents, a pack of deadly great white sharks.
3: Yeah, true story. No, they, they, it's based on, it's a sequel to that first one, which was, I forget who was in that, but it was uh, similar. They were in a and one of those shark cages and the, the shark cage became... Uh, unattached to the boat, sunk down, and they're trying to rescue them. But I think Sylvester Stallone's daughter is starring in the yeah. sequel. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just
5: pulled that up. Sistine Rose
1: Stallone. Wow. <laughs> okay, I wonder if she's got a one of the lead roles in it or not. I, know that I can go dive into
3: that I'm
4: on my period. <laughs>
8: Sounds just like her father. It might draw yeah, in the yeah, sharks right, with yeah. the blood, and maybe that's where uh, it all... Bleeding like a pig. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: She's the top lead on uh, on IMDb. Okay, all
3: right. Maybe can I a
1: Do me a favor. Uh, click uh, click on her name, Nick, and see what other movie she's been in or what she has been in. All this is it.
3: This is her first acting oh. role. Okay. Oh. So on Instagram, Stallone was p- proudly posting a- about this, and uh, actually, it's funny because he does a lot of stuff on Instagram, Preston, where the daughters just make fun of him all the time. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he 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 he, he loves it. All right, so uh, that movie opens
1: this weekend, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, starring Sylvester Stallone's daughter. Uh, I need a And then also opening this weekend, this is going to be the the really big one, Blinded by the Light, opens this weekend. We had the uh, director, writer, two of the stars in the studio, uh, and uh, it is a musical. It says it's it's the genre is a musical. Right. Uh, Grinder uh, Chada is the director. She was here. She directed Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, Vivek uh, Kaura, Colvinder uh, uh Mira Ganatra, Gana- uh, Nell Williams, Aaron uh, Fugar
3: Guru, uh, who was here as well. Yeah, it's uh, a, lot, a lot of names.
1: Haley Atwell. It's a Muslim teenager inspired by Bruce Springsteen's music to find himself and follow his dreams. And it's supposed to be great. Uh, it's rated PG 13. It's an hour and 54 minutes long, and it's got a 92% score right now. Well, good uh, right for them. There. They were so really, yes. uh, really cool. Yeah, it was a great interview. All right, we're ready for clips now. Pennyworth shows viewers what life was like for Bruce Wayne's eccentric servant before their meeting. Here, Jack Bannon, explains how they attempt to make the character cool.
10: Well, obviously, he's much younger in this, which is great. <laughs> and he's
7: he's a badass. Like he's from my point of view, I think we've never seen him kind of swaggering around. We've not seen him with like the loves of his life, the the losses. All those
0: kind of things. Just my black hair.
1: Pennyware <laughs> uh, there is at 8 p.m. on uh, Sunday on Epics, Let's do the next clip. So this one is from uh, Blinded by the Light. Uh, displays the true power of music when Bruce Springsteen's catalog helps an unlikely fan through a difficult time. In this clip, uh, Vivek Kalra discusses the impact of the boss's lyrics. Here we go.
7: I don't think uh, this is the music where lyrics were like as much at the forefront of the music. I think that's something that's really... Excited about Bruce's music and that, like, his words are sort of poetry. He's at the forefront of the room. Like, I can't have him playing in the background.
3: Oh, good for you.
1: And uh, as I said earlier, that hits theaters nationwide today, blinded by the light. There you go. All right, uh, that's it for the Entertainment Report. I would like to give the last of these that I have. Tomorrow, Marissa is headed to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. It's her first time ever. Oh, she's going
3: to have a blast.
1: Yep, and you can join her, and also we'll give you bus transportation from WMMR. So I've got two of these passes left, so we'll go with callers 19 and 20. At 215 263 WMMR. So go uh, experience this with Marissa. You can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair right off Turnpike exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfare.com So let's get you on board. We're going to take a break. we got a lot of great guests on the program this morning. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, Marlon Wayans in the studio. John Travolta in our studio this morning. So cool. And our friends from the Burger Brawl stopping by, too. So we'll get to the details on that if you don't know him as of yet. We'll be back in a moment
0: best burger in all of Philadelphia taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot Round 1 Bike. Join 933 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology Tickets on sale now get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com, Burger, Burger Brawl 2019. 2019, let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. A
1: little later on, we're going to recap the Belly Flop Championship, which was last night. Great
3: time. <laughs> Wonderful time there. And then uh, we, both you and I, were witness to something going on yeah. uh, there that was just... Uh, Fascinating, definitely noteworthy. Yep. Uh, so we'll do yeah. that in a little while, and you'll be able to
6: uh, check out all the photos and everything on PrestonSteve.com in just a few minutes. Perfect, yeah.
1: excellent. In the meantime, uh, there's something I noticed this. Morning. Oh my god, <laughs> I did indeed notice something, and <laughs> notice is <sir, it's> back. <laughs> it's worth noticing having.
3: things so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of hard to notice things. I
1: noticed something that we have a connection to actually kicked off yesterday. Apparently, in Sweden. The third Thursday in August means that Sir Strumming's season has
3: arrived. Really, all over Sweden. Yes. So we had obviously we had the durian fruit in the studio, and we had this because yeah. these are, are listed as two of the most repellent, repugnant foods on earth. Correct. You guys thought Sir Stroman was the winner, right? I thought it was just disgusting. I it fa- made me want to vomit. Yeah, it was bad. I found the durian a little a,
6: I'm
4: pretty, with you. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. See,
3: I didn't think the durian was as uh vomit inducing. Oh my god. But yeah, I, I but was it, feeling in the back of the throat the durian was generating the, the 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 vomit. Right, but the durian
6: fruit smell stayed longer. That's the reason I we had to get that um that
1: air air filter
3: filter mm-hmm. thingy. An in industrial here. air yeah. filter. Yep.
1: So uh, streaming is I guess I think that's I think that's how Antonina said it was uh, pronounced when she had called in our our former Swedish intern. Uh, she called us from Sweden. I'd visited there and she gave me this stuff to bring back. She's like, open it in the studio. <laughs> uh, so apparently all over Sweden uh, uh, yesterday was was when they get to it. And and the it's an event called. So uh, skiva, yeah, of course. And in April and May, freshly caught herring from the Baltic Sea is quickly brined in just enough salt to keep the fish from rotting. Uh-huh. Oh, and then in July, the fermenting fish is canned and stockpiled. But fermentation continues in the can, and by tradition and formally by law. The sour herring is considered properly fermented by the third Thursday in August when the year's catch
3: makes its premiere. How did did the Vikings prepare it? Because it's a Viking dish, right? That's where it comes from. They would take this on their long sea trips. Uh, how did they seal it up properly to get that oh so pleasant stink i don't know so did Antonina say that people actually do enjoy this or is it oh
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. so we had all those swedes come and stay with us yeah. over the summer and we we talked quite a bit about surströmming and it's uh it's like an uh a lot of it is o- older people more traditional they were brought up and they and they still eat it and they do like it hmm. now the key is and they told <laughs> me this God. and i was reading in this what you have to do it's you freaking horrendous. you open it outside and then you submerge it in a bucket of water, which takes the smell out of it. Honestly, oh, like,
3: before what is you eat, the eat it. What food what is, is worth point? all that crap? <laughs> all right, <laughs> right, it's delicious. All you have to do first is you put on a hazmat suit, yeah. go yeah. out to an open field,
6: hold, it, on. hold
2: your nose. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, like, all right, so have you guys ever had
6: Vegemite? Yes. Yeah. It's mean, disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll, tell you, I, I'll, I'll shotgun
3: Vegemite over that crap.
6: Right. I have a friend who, uh, and, you know, this is pretty normal, I think, in the Italian culture. He'll sit there and. And eat smelts like like I eat Doritos.
1: You smelts know? Like, seem pretty gross to me too. I, and I told you in in the Midwest where I grew up, um, calf brains was like ah! a, a regular delicacy. Yeah, brain sandwich. Yeah, I used to uh, see I, signs for it. Uh, uh... I never had one. I never wanted one, but it was always older people that would eat
3: it. I know. I've asked this
1: before. Is head cheese actually is that the brains? It's a little bit of everything. I think they take the head and then they boil it off, and then everything that comes up to the top.
3: At a certain point, just because it's use. on Earth, you don't have to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's actually gelatinous. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. You ever seen it? It's like I have, a gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird.
6: I love. Scrapple. I just don't really need to know exactly what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's
3: better. It's no. better yeah. if you don't it, know. Uh, various animal mm-hmm. nuts. The
5: day, yeah. the uh, the <laughs> day that we did the thing with this was in the strumming and the durian fruit it was two years ago today. Shut are you serious? Yeah.
1: We did it on the right day. Yes, well, the, close to it. The anniversary of it. Yeah. No way. Were freaking
3: geniuses without even knowing.
1: Right. It. Okay. All right. If you if you want to go back and relive that moment, the videos are
3: up. If you want to see them, and, and I tasted both. Uh, you know, I I jumped in after I sprayed it all for of Nick's face. Yeah, which day? I got the uh, The, kerfuffle in my face. I kerfuffled all over your face. It was the saltiest, shy of just eating straight salt, the saltiest Mm. thing I've ever tasted.
1: So so you, you open it outside and then you submerge it in a bucket of water and that helps reduce the smell. And then the fish is eaten with flatbread, potatoes, and usually a chaser of strong alcohol or beer. Uh, and some people say it is one of the most putrid-smelling foods on Earth. Others beg to differ, and they love it. So, you know. This,
3: so the old people tear into it in Sweden. Uh, huh? that's, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how they developed the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that uh, the Kevin
6: Hart? It's a commercial for like, oh, a credit card or whatever. durian. He's got a durian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: That's right. I still have a can of Sir Strumming. I, I ordered it uh, just to have. <laughs> just or, in
2: case we needed it. Just to it.
1: open it sometime with some friends. And in say, case you got to You have to try this. It's it's hard. Is I, I, I. It smelled like dead, rotting, it, something dead and rotting and vomit mixed together. Is what it smelled
3: like to me. Something you'd probably find baking in the sun on yeah. the beach that dies. Yeah, yeah, or a, in a, in the, a, 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 a real, dumpster. Yeah, putrid smell. Yeah. I mean, but the the fact that it filled the the durian was so potent that the smell of it was going down in the elevator to the lobby. Mm. That's how powerful it was.
1: We should do that at Keenan's next year. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow, we would
6: like... Wild woodle.
3: <laughs> they
11: would
6: <laughs> clear would
3: the buildings. Yeah. Hate us even more than they do.
1: All right. Uh, what else I noticed? I noticed this. Far mm. uh, <laughs> from the
3: notice area.
1: Yeah. Not, not long ago, I had uh, left the house. And actually, this has happened a few times recently, where I've forgotten my phone. <laughs> And mildly panicked when yeah. I didn't have my phone with me, uh, but then I'm like, "All right, whatever. I'm too far away from the house. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go about my business, run over what, what errands I'm running." And you I have just a little
3: separation anxiety. Won't have my phone. Well, yeah, yeah. for a moment,
1: but then a little bit of relief right after that that i don't you have, don't have phone. it and no one can get in touch with me right um so i saw this story researchers from two british universities found study participants who traveled and cut back on using their phone their laptops and tablets at first experienced anxiety frustration withdrawal symptoms uh. but most ended up showing signs of acceptance enjoyment and even liberation later on and learned more About sites, places, and beaches because they were forced to talk to more people, especially locals. So...
2: yeah. I I love it. When when my phone doesn't work, I actually like it.
1: It's called the uh, digital detox. I mean, so this is it's yeah, it's nice for a moment or two, but actually to it like if you could go on a, a vacation like for, you know, 4 or 5 days, something like that and have none of it.
3: If you, so, could, if you could if you could become stranded on an island and make a volleyball your best friend, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. I, yeah. I would definitely days.
2: name him Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. When we were in uh Montauk, so we, th- you don't get great service out there. So it wasn't like completely didn't use the phone, but like you couldn't go on social media. You could you could only text if you were in the house, you know, and there was Wi-Fi. So we really even like on the beaches and stuff, your phones didn't work. So we, you know, it was kind of semi like what you're talking about, but it was so much enjoyable. It's like I'd, I didn't worry about checking it because I knew there was gonna be nothing there. You got to try
3: opioids. Yeah. No, it's you get distracted. I find you. I find you, though, a lot of my wife, I think, would collapse, Kathy. She's on it so much.
5: Yeah. And then once that's taken away and you don't have the option, uh, then you return to being a human again, which is really nice. Marissa uh, went to Cuba last year or the year before. And and she was saying about how um, her phone kept its charge so much longer because she wasn't using it to check stuff. (laughs) Marissa was using her phone to take pictures. And that's about it, you know, and, and when you're when you're forced not to have it on you and use it all the time. It's yeah, a, it's a blessing.
1: Yeah, I while on vacation, I, I did have my phone with me because I needed it for practical reasons to, you know, make sure that we had our point or, uh, you know, reservations for the things that we're going to do activities and stuff like that. But one of the things that I did not do is I didn't look at any news stories or know what was going on in the world. My God, I love that. I think that eventually someday when I hit retirement age, the 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 two things that I'm going to be happy about saying goodbye to are getting up at four o'clock in the morning and caring about what's going on in the
3: world, man. I can't wait Do to you know not what? watch the news. What's kind of cool is that without your phone, I find so I actually bring physical porn pictures with me. Oh, like oh, okay. oh, yes, old man. school. yeah, oh, like, cuz you get to yeah. linger over them a little bit, Sure, more, sure. you know? You really you study, study the nooks the and crannies and all that. Yeah. Old, old school <laughs> yeah. porn it's is really set, a breath of fresh air.
1: Set up a nice collage. A nice collage, right.
3: a decoupage. It's really wonderful. Do
1: all you guys right. keep any Emergency porn, any yes. old school porn, yes. just in case. There's no digital detox. Oh, <laughs> it's in the highlight reel. Yeah, huh? yeah. Okay. There's
3: actually a, a glass case pressing with a hammer next to it, in case <laughs> the a, Wi-Fi breaks. In case it's of, a stone dildo that you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you break the glass. <laughs> what of. did I tell you about that? Yeah. Uh,
1: so anyhow, basically, they're saying, yeah, you, uh, it, it's okay, and, and it's recommended to go through a digital detox if you can.
3: Uh, I love digital. I love. Gadgets and stuff like that, but I agree. That's why you know, t- taking the time to go out and do the—I the, say it all the time—the freaking hike every day to go out and yeah. do that to disconnect is great. Oh, do you leave your phone when you go? I do. I just yes. take my porn pictures out to the woods <laughs> and <laughs> I, right. I, I, uh, I spank it in front of some squirrels and then I come home.
1: Wow. All right. You kerfuffle. And I then kerfuffle.
3: You get home. Did you folks? Did yeah. you animals like it? It's like some bizarre snow white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the deer and every, all the birds come in and watch and then they leave.
1: Okay. Uh, by the way, on on another uh, uh, technical uh, story, the some Apple MacBook Pro laptops, the FAA said in a statement yeah. that um, they're informing major U.S. airlines of the recall. There were some uh, app, you know MacBooks that were recalled because of the battery. Yes, uh, and there are some laptops that they uh, should that should not be taken on airplanes or cargo in uh, carry-on baggage, and they might actually be. Uh, you know, not allowing you to take... They've started. They they, they have
3: stopped people. Now, obviously, the people will have to make the decision whether... But they they won't... It's not even a case where you can just stow with your luggage and they'll they'll put it on board. They won't even put it on the plane in the luggage uh, container. In fact, it's more dangerous there.
1: uh, Because if you had it Mm -hmm. with a carry-on, they can, you know... Uh, I think because if it's in the cargo hold and all of a sudden there's a fire in there, I don't think there's anything they can do. Yeah. But I, I think they have some airlines have car- like a, a, a bag that they can put something that that has a battery fire in and put it in. There. It's a flame retardant yeah, bag. I think
3: they started with, like when those those Galaxy phones were yeah. exploding into flames. Yep. yep.
1: Exactly. So, uh, it is the, the units that are in question are the 15 inch MacBook Pros sold between September 15th and February, 2017. I think that's me.
3: I think I have that. I think I'm probably in the same. cause last night I was cooking hot dogs over my computer oh. and I thought, wow, mine, this might be one of them. Mine does heat up from time to time. It'll get hot on my lap and I'm like, dude, well, sometimes you'll just be sitting there and yeah, it starts making the noise. <laughs> goes, what What's going on here? Mm, I don't know. All right, well, anyway.
1: Uh, I noticed something. I noticed a story. More from the notice who
3: notices stories and then tells us the stories she's noticed. That's what I've
1: done. Uh, so, pets age in human years. Do you remember the old adage that it was a dog oh, is seven, seven years, years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, when a dog is born, it's, it's seven years seven old. Seven years old. No, but it's not entirely true. Veterinarian Jesse Grady... Writes for uh, The Conversation that the logic behind that idea is that people observed that with optimal health care, an average size medium dog would on average live one-seventh as long as its human owner. So, oh,
3: okay. That's what it's based on. But
1: the issue here is uh, that not every dog fits his criteria. Grady says dogs and cats age different not just from people, but also from each
3: other. So this is based partly on breed and characteristics and size. I, 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 yeah, so I've always heard that for dogs. I've never heard what the um, supposed equation is for cats as far as the relationship to how we age. They they have a list of these. I didn't go through them all, so I'm
1: not sure if there are cats in here or not, Steve. But it says, these days the American Animal Hospital Association has uh, canine life stages guidelines, which divides dogs into six categories. Uh, it's uh puppy is zero to a, to a half a year. A junior is a half year to three quarters of a year. Adult is three quarters of a year to six and a half years. Mature six and a half years to nine and three quarters a year and senior nine and three quarters year to 13 years. And geriatric is over 13, but Grady says that lining up canine and human development milestones over the course of the average life expectancy can help you figure out roughly, where in life your animal is? What? when do most dogs get their license? At,
3: uh, at two. At two, because no. you got to figure they're teens at that point.
1: Yeah. Uh, we had man, our two, our last two cats that we had, they went the distance, man. They both made it over twenty years, wow. which is is That's a long,
4: run. long.
1: Yeah.
3: Bumper and Morgan, right? No, not Bumper. Uh, Madison, Bumper, Madison, Madison right. close, yes. Uh, so, so the. Um, like we had we had a couple of cats um you know 19 20 years that's a good run uh dogs the the longest i'd say would be probably be in the in the 14 year okay. 15 year range which is so, pretty long so when you yeah. it's a long when run, when you
1: get a pet and, yeah. and
3: i think maybe this is more so
1: you might think about this when you have kids because like we got our puppies last year and I, I was automatically like, well, okay, how many years are we going to get out of these? Yeah, areas? yeah. Are the, are our kids going to be grown up? Should by you the buy the days? extended service? Why? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just curious as to, because it's heartbreaking when yeah. they die. And more than likely, you're going to you're gonna see them play out their entire <laughs> Unless life. Unless you get got a
3: freaking parrot. You're, yeah. you're, you're, and it's, it's part of the deal. We, I had this conversation last night, you know, about it's just the nature of what. Of, of what it is to own them, but the, yeah. the joy is so wonderful and yeah. having them in your lives is so good that you just accept that. But right. it is. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I always I always say to my dog, Chelsea, well, you're just going to live forever. You know, that, that, hey, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. You're just going to live forever.
2: It yeah. is heartbreaking when they do die. But I remember after college thinking because I got a cat in college and I never thought. You know, fifteen years down the line, I was yeah, still going to have yeah. this damn thing, I and know. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's moved to like four different houses. Oh. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, and now I have two. And when I, well, when Santa brought them, uh, we thought like same thing. Okay, this is going to be like a good 10, 12, maybe fifteen. And if well, I guess if we're lucky, like you, twenty years. But yeah. you know, thinking of how old Jace was going to be, I tell him, "You can take them to college with you."
3: Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you go. Well, you, you never. No. yeah and that's uh, that, that's the funny thing though about those those other ones like like the uh, uh the, the parrots and the, the the older people who get yeah. those th- those they always live longer than their owners uh, you know it's always that sort of conundrum but unfortunately this story this uh
1: this article doesn't really clear it up about how you gauge uh a you know a, a, a space human, human years in in i but I guess they go with adult and mature and senior and geriatric. So it doesn't it doesn't say, you know, okay, so a 7-year-old dog is going to be 45-year-old human years. I, I don't know how it plays out.
5: On on average, smaller dogs live longer, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah and, like, yeah. a Great yeah. Dane is just not, they don't last that like long. like 8 to 10 years, something uh, like our, that. My, my, uh, our Great Dane passed away
3: at 8. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, it had, it got stomach German cancer. German Shepherds, mm-hmm. Belgian
5: Shepherds are the same. And I, they're great dogs. I love them. But I think police um, departments have a hard time sometimes with those dogs because they're so good as police dogs but they don't live that long so it takes them a year or so to get trained and then they don't get to live that long so know? the Alpha Bravo canine the the the, yeah.
3: the, the, the 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 dining out for the dogs on, on Monday night at the, the white dog cafes the truth of the matter is is that those dogs each cost thirty thousand, twenty five 25 to thirty thousand dollars to train and get set right. for veterans yeah. for two years and you again so you know, most people are going to live. They're going to outlive that right. dog. Yep. So you're not just going to have one dog yeah. in your
6: life. It's right. an
3: expensive proposition.
6: But with the with the the police canines, uh, they talked about maybe because they were only getting like six, seven years out of their their dogs, like switching to chihuahuas. Yeah, because they live a lot longer. Or parrots. Like, yeah, parrots.
3: Parrots. Police. As well. He's in
4: here. He's yeah. Here. Yeah. Send in here.
5: Sending the chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, there have been Emma! some interesting uh, support <laughs> animals that we've seen end up on planes from time. Hey. Turtles. We well. actually
3: have a perp named Bubba. Send the Hey Bubba parrot.
1: <laughs> Tortoises live for a really long time. But yeah, they police do. Police tortoise. They do. <laughs> police tortoise. I'll just go in and check it out. Dude, I told you my friends, Will and Lori, had a, had a turtle run away.
4: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. You... Right away! They lost the damn turtle. You've got to be abusive
3: pet owners if your turtle
1: runs <laughs> away. <laughs>
3: they're actually they're fat. They're quicker than you think they are. Uh, oh, right. regular yeah. box turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they well, those suckers can, can book. Can book. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, <laughs> that's why you go
3: out. T- you ever go out to the track and watch them run? <laughs>
1: Uh, we used, we actually used to do a thing we called it, uh, when I lived in the South at the time. So that's why it was called this a critter race. <laughs> and it, it's, you know, all the kids would be the, the, the parents would be having a drinking party. Yeah. 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 Hey, let's have a critter race kids. So you would go out into the woods and catch something and <laughs> no. bring and bring it back. <laughs> okay. And you, you'd set up a, uh, a, basically a track. It was, it was a, a small circle in the middle and a big circle on the outside and everybody would put their critter in the middle. Like what kind oh, of yeah. critter? Well, uh, whatever you could find, mm. a, a you know, uh, a frog, raccoon, uh, a neighbor's no, kid. not like you come back with a bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Uh, no, it, uh, bugs, uh, frogs, uh, anything. All so right, you know.
3: would race a bear against a bug?
1: Sure. <laughs> if you think it would win, <laughs> that's unfair. We, we would catch anything from little roly poly bugs to whatever anything. cougars. And so you would, uh, you, know, gra- you know, grasshoppers, you know, stuff like that. We we did the same. We did it yeah. with crickets.
3: So yeah, you could uh, do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, you would put it in the middle, and uh, they would put, like, a bowl over it or whatever, and then lift it up. And then whichever one made it out of the big circle first was would the be first. Would be killed <laughs>
4: first.
1: We would use this yeah. bait to yeah. catch some fish. And then go back and tell your buddies. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, what fun.
4: <laughs> you know,
1: and then you yeah, found God. sex.
4: <laughs> it
1: was fun, though. Yeah, when I was a
3: kid. Yeah,
6: when you're a kid. Yeah. As an adult, it's stupid, and you're like, "Well, kids are dumb; they <laughs> they'll get it." Well, I think if you were to tell
3: your, like, if you were at a at a, at a business meeting and at the conference table, you yeah. said you had to leave early for a critter race, <laughs> it would
1: probably speak negatively to you. Uh, snails race people are uh, texting in a little
3: the bit turtle about races that, are actually yeah. a thing. You you yeah, you know, they,
1: that's a, that's a standard.
3: That's I, what I mean. Thinking you could yeah. you could go catch a turtle.
5: I love the baby races when, they, when they, like the babies have to crawl across the
3: finish line.
1: Yeah, they're,
4: those
5: are
3: Is me it up. the same thing, Nick? Where you go and just look for babies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: find some <laughs> in the woods but it's a shame when if they break a leg man you got
6: to kill them <laughs> you got to shoot, shoot
4: them <laughs>
1: yeah the, the All right, parallel. everybody, go find a baby. You have <laughs> yeah. one hour. And then we'll meet back here and have a baby race.
3: Do they test those babies for performance-enhancing drugs? All
1: right, let Just me see. This case loaded up on Similac. Let me see if I can notice something else. Uh Look from the noticer. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that, uh, especially the age of my children now, as they're getting a little bit older, um, the opportunity to sit down and watch a TV show as a family is becoming more and more difficult as everybody gets more uh, yeah. you know their their lives
3: become a little bit more busy besides oh. that they walk around with TVs yeah in yeah. their phones and iPads and stuff like that
1: uh, and it is harder for families to do this now a new study from the UK from a UK researcher shows that uh, things can really mess up a viewing experience for a family the lead study author says uh, the value of TV can be destroyed where family members don't or can't master the various technologies and where family members don't have equal ownership or control over the TV and its benefits uh firms that create content need to think about how they can facilitate collaboration among families uh in their use of subscription television
3: don't you, you don't you sort of pick a show that you and your you and your family watch yeah. uh, chris lee knows best no we don't <laughs> uh
1: we tried to watch <laughs> stranger things together and a couple of our kids cheated. Yeah, they always do. that. And jumped ahead. They, they, I, my wife does that. Uh, we make a, we we make a pact, and then she jumps ahead. The reason being is because they have friends, and they'll end up watching an episode. They're over at the friend's house, and hey, let's watch this one. Yeah, but I'm watching it with my family. Ah, come on, let's watch it. Or, and and go ahead and watch Can't it. you have but a no friends
2: rule?
3: No screens, no friends.
1: But that's
2: yeah. the thing; you don't have to wait anymore. It's like you I want know. to just watch yeah. another show. You have nothing to do, you know, or whatever it is, kill some time. You don't yeah. have to wait now till it comes on. And Kathy, time.
3: and Kathy, it, it, the, the structure of everything. I, I'm I'm thinking Amazon. So I watched um, the, the boys, which are you know I buzz through. I think Amazon Prime has an even shorter next episode. Oh, yeah. it's
6: five seconds, like, I think. like right quicker oh, really? than
3: Netflix. It's like bam, and it's up and running already. It's five it was, seconds
6: but you don't even notice it until
1: there's about three seconds Right, yeah. yeah. I thought it was long. Oh, No, I'm thinking of Hulu. Hulu has a really long, they're they like, do like a minute and a half, right? Where, where you can sit there and really have a discussion about whether or not you want
3: to watch <laughs> it. Yeah. Now, I think there, you have two versions of Hulu. If you have the commercial-free or the less commercial, you, uh-huh. the paid version, yeah. I think it rolls over quicker. Oh, okay, okay. My, uh, my kids
6: bustle through Stranger Things, and I was okay with that because they're trying to keep up with their friends. And kids these days don't have a... No spoiler filter, like that doesn't exist to them. Why and, can't they
3: be like we were?
6: Well, well I don't. They tried to every. <laughs> they um, they were trying to ruin like some things for me with the first Stranger Things. You can't do that. You know, like the big thing, the big song. Yeah, like, they were trying to like tell me all about it. I was like yelling at them, and then my son's laughing at me because I'm yelling <laughs> because he's like, it's, "You're being ridiculous, Dad." Like I'm like, "I'm not being ridiculous. Yeah. You're." No, like you, I, you're, you're not supposed to spoil things, and I'm spitting all over my myself. And he's <laughs> like, he he's laughing. like, Dad, listen to yourself.
1: And I'm right, dude. He totally gets it from you. Does he? Uh, yeah, I yeah. So. He's you, I and so, that's why you because hate. Because you, you get a kick out of. <laughs> Pulling yeah. little pranks on them and and watching them squirm a little bit, and they are now finding it funny on you. Mm. I'm not doing a psychological breakdown here, or maybe it's not. Well, I don't know. But, I'm, I'm you know. just wondering if I'm
6: raising a bunch of a holes. <laughs> 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 it's quite possible.
1: Or, but, or I don't think so though. are all all
6: children like that? You know, uh, like do know. they do they uh, all want to tell you how things ended? We just have cats.
1: Mine don't. I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> they don't say yeah, yeah, anything. They, 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 they they've never seen. So we try that.
6: to
1: sit them
3: all down to watch a show, but we can't agree.
1: Mine are good with spoilers, but they're they're a few years older than yours, so I yeah. I don't know if that's the case. But um, yeah. So uh, you know, we were gonna, you know, hey, let's let's watch the you know fourth ep- episode of Stranger Things. And my daughter's like, yeah, I already saw it. I'm like, oh, you little, oh,
3: why I to. But
1: we did. She watched it and uh, with us, which was cool. The next one we're gonna watch. Uh, the, the, our our family show is uh, Umbrella Academy, but we gotta wait for that to come don't, out. I think uh,
3: don't watch the boys with. <laughs> Caroline. Okay. No, it's too adult. Uh, it's, it's it's gory and too adult. But I'll wow. I'll say this um I wanted to ask this I should say when you were a kid did you watch shows with your parents? Uh, uh, how di- how different is it now than it was yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would watch shows with my with my uh, occasionally more movies with my dad and my mother was not that much into it but i'd watch stuff with my brothers okay yeah. but i think
2: yeah. it was a that's because it was a special day and right. time and if you were interested in it you could sit together right It would usually, it's so hard to to sit as a family and watch something now
1: wait i don't know if we watch regular uh you know sitcoms or anything like that that were on regularly together but we would watch special things that would come on steve like oh like the- Charlie Brown special and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. Or, or yeah. even, like, uh, do you remember The Body Human? Oh, and, God, yeah, yeah. I and, love that. And, no. and In Search Of yeah, and uh, stuff like with that. With Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, we would all sit down and watch that stuff. You know,
3: Zachary Quinto hosts the new version of it, the guy who looks the most like Leonard Man. Nimoy. They did a, yeah, it's very cool. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Always, this was always exciting.
6: <laughs> Steve, we pieces. watched everything together. I mean, l- like yeah. that's we we had two TVs in the house, but we all sat and watched. I mean, everything together. That's, that's why you know it was me as a seven year old was watching Dallas. Like,
3: well, my yeah. my dad would sit and read in the, in the living room, yep. and, uh, in the den, I should say, and he, to calm me down. Here, here, watch this. He's got spaceships. Yeah, <laughs> he put on all this stuff. Yeah, and li- like Star Trek, he ruled the day. Yeah. He put on Star Trek for me because. I uh-huh. that was you it. I was off and running, yeah. you know? and he goes, "You gonna watch that goddamn underwear show?
6: Because <laughs> it's because the uniforms yeah. you know,
3: they look like long johns. Right. And
6: they, the underwear show, great. It was a really sort of like quaint childhood that that I had. Like my dad would come home from work, we would eat dinner together, then the kids would go in and had like a, watch. Races. <laughs> we would watch TV from you know by ourselves from like six thirty to eight until like the, yeah. the the sitcoms came on, my mom and dad would actually sit at the dinner table and talk to each other for an hour and a half. Right, right. Like you know, I don't have that kind of attention span with my wife. Like, and I love talking to my wife, but like, you know, we'll talk for. Are we done now? I'm like, I can't, I can't hold a conversation any longer. Like, my my brain is talking. not going to allow this.
1: Yeah, you did have a very uh, middle class American mm-hmm. picture perfect
6: type Norman of... Norman Rockwell type of yeah, like upbringing. It, we
3: and had I- we had Norman Rockwell meets Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah.
6: It was like I Norman my, Rockwell with you know Marlboro Lights, you know. Yeah. Like my ours, Norman,
3: yeah. ours was Norman Rockwell meets Deliverance,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little Southern thrown in there. Like my uh, my weirdness.
3: my dad was you know you know you know my my dad was just a different kind of dad, mm-hmm. and uh, so we you know we would we would go do weird you know watch weird movies and stuff like that. But my, he would sit with my mom and, and at the kitchen table, and yeah. you know, and, and just talk for hours.
2: Norman Rockwell meets the Godfather when uh, uh-huh. my grandfather would show up. All right. <laughs> or
3: you'd get some great Janet Joplin sex
5: stories from your dad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> did uh, Norman Rockwell ever paint uh, critter races? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you know what? He did paint cooter races for a little while. <laughs> wow. All right.
1: Well, I'll need to look for that one. Anyhow, it's getting harder for families to watch a show together for uh, multiple reasons, and and part of it is the the. I guess the the binge uh, potential where somebody can cheat and go and watch without family members and out if, of convenience.
3: You're right, and if you want to talk about an addiction that that is like with this with with you're talking about a detachment from the phones, binge addiction is yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. People who just cannot stop themselves from parsing out a show and just go right through it.
1: I have a you know, and I have a list. They call it a, uh, I think a binge hangover, yeah. uh, and and I have a list somewhere, and we'll have to get it into another time. But it's got tips for what you can do when you finish binging a show. And you feel now lost Empty. because H- your Huff show paint. is over. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. But but there's stupid suggestions like find another show to watch. Oh, oh, no, no,
3: seriously. Yeah. You know? So, it's like inject more heroin. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: All right, anyhow, I just noticed a few things, thought I'd share them with you. So, uh, the noticer thank you. is
3: done noticing. Yeah. Now it's up to you.
1: Uh, we have a lot going on this morning. We have several guests joining us today. Um... We're going to talk to Jim Gaffigan in a little bit. He's got a new special uh, coming out on Amazon Prime. He's talking about the subscription services. Marlon Wayans will be in our studio talking about the movie Sextuplets, Sextuplets, and in our studio for the first time ever, John Travolta will be here today to promote his film, The Fanatic. Now, as we take a break, I want to give away a case of Yards, Philly, Pale Ale, Hoppy Citrusy and Refreshing. Summer's Best Beer. I'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And you can find Philly Pale Ale in bottles and cans wherever Yards Beers are sold, including Jay's Elbow Room in Maple Shade Township. You got to be at least 21. go so caller number 11, you get it. We got Bizarre File stories on the way in a moment. Stay there.
0: The President Steve Show podcast. 933-WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: We should dive into the Bizarre File, so let's do
0: it. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre.
4: final.
1: Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville With everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond All the big name brands, they have them So visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Well, a Fort Myers, Florida woman Who pulled a foot-long alligator out of her pants during a traffic stop What? Had more than 40 turtles in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles backpack. Pleaded no contest to multiple charges Wednesday. Ariel Michelle Marchand Le was a passenger in a pickup pulled over for failure to stop at a stop sign. The driver of the Silverado told deputies that he... And Lakire had been trying to collect frogs and snakes from a nearby underpass. They were going to a critter race. There you go. Uh, but when deputies searched the truck, they found 42 striped mud turtles and a soft-shelled turtle in the cartoon character backpack that she had. She pulled the alligator out of her pants. Out of her pants. When deputies asked if there was anything else <gasps> in the truck. Thank you. Uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission was called and they took over the investigation, but she has pleaded no contest to the charges. Your vagina just ate a duck. This is uh this is pretty amazing. A thirty year old woman is recovering after falling more than five thousand feet from an airplane.
4: What five thousand
1: feet. She survived. Did uh, she
6: land in water?
1: Nope. The woman whose name was not released was skydiving Saturday near Quebec when her main and backup parachutes Jeez. failed to open. Wow.
3: She was over a sleep number factory. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, she plummeted into a wooded area, and she is in the hospital with several fractures, including <laughs> broken vertebrae.
3: Sometimes
1: it happens. Sometimes it has happened, yes. They land in such a way that it does not... Standing up. It, it Well, it doesn't cause internal, you know... Uh, catastrophic
3: injuries, and they're they're hurt really, really, really bad, but it doesn't kill them. There yeah. was a similar case where it was just there had been a lot of rain. It was a very muddy field, and it's and listen, it's not wonderful, but the per, the guy survived. Yeah, uh, when I did
6: my little uh, hiking adventure in Utah and Arizona, our hiking guide survived the ninety foot fall, which you know would normally kill people. Yeah, but like it was weird to say. That instead of falling straight 90 feet, that would have killed him, no doubt. Yeah. Um, he fell a series of 30 feet, right? So he fell, like hit a cliff. Right. Kind of slowed him down Luckily a little Luckily for bit. me, I fell 30 feet <laughs> three times. Right. But dude, he had to climb out. And then, like, hike back, and then go to the hospital. But uh, I
1: wonder at what point your body hits uh, terminal velocity, because it wouldn't matter. Let's say it's it's you know a hundred feet or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. hundred feet wouldn't be a difference between a thousand feet, you know. So, but but at some point you can only go so fast. But I don't know what the answer to that is. Anyhow, a guy named Dennis Demers, who saw the incident play out, said that the solo skydiver was uh, falling faster than anybody else. He said, "I don't know how a person can survive a fall from an airplane like that." Uh, Another person who was on board, who was about to aboard another plane for her own jump, when she saw the accident, said she watched all the way to the end. We kept hoping that something would happen. We were very, very worried. Very miraculously, her retainer stayed on. Uh, Police said the woman had experience skydiving, and investigation is underway to determine whether it is a case of criminal negligence. Uh, Skydiving injuries are rare. By the way, there are approximately one injury. Out of every 1,536 skydives in 2018, just uh, 0.07% of all jumps. After about 12 seconds of free fall, you (laughs) hit the terminal velocity. 12 seconds. A Texas teenager was critically injured over the weekend when he was sucked into a water park drain.
3: Oh. Yeah, it happens. It's your fear, Casey, isn't it? No. Getting sucked nah, into a drain? He's always one of mine Okay, when I was
1: a kid, yeah. Yours uh, is
3: having an alligator in your pants.
1: <laughs> um, it happened Saturday at the Fun Town Water Park in Crystal Beach. Isn't this <laughs> sounds fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah, suck you through a, a,
3: mm. a water discharge.
1: Uh, so the uh, police officer said that it may have been on a dare. He has said uh, the kid is large, a 14-year-old. He's like 5'11". He picked the grate up. Mm. And when he did that, he slipped into the intake. Wow. A park employee quickly shut off the pipes and the teen was able to escape, but he suffered major internal injuries and was rushed to the hospital. Uh, the teen's father is reportedly a volunteer firefighter and a fundraiser has been planned. Officials are investigating how the teen was able to move the grate in the first place.
6: Yeah, I don't know how strong those things are, but Kath, you, you went <laughs> to the swim clubs yeah. as, as a kid. We used to do that all the time. In the Lift D-bay. the grate up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would I would um try and take all the grates off of the um the drains without getting caught by the lifeguards. Okay. Jeez. And, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we were pretty strict like they made sure that nobody did that. You weren't allowed to do that where I worked. No.
1: All right, a 51-year-old Thai woman was recently sent to the hospital complaining of vaginal pain because she had a cucumber stuck in her lady parts.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, dear God.
11: Wow, that's awesome, man. (laughs) Someone's (laughs)
3: starting up a salad. She told the hospital she fell
1: on the cucumber. (laughs) Yeah,
3: sure. It slipped.
1: And she said... And what's
3: this mag like doing in your butt?
1: She fell down in her house, and a cucumber just happened to be on the spot that she fell, and it simply slipped.
3: Dude, that's got to be a one in 100 shot.
1: Uh, She said it was just an accident. Uh, the story was reported on Thai TV by two perfectly straight-faced reporters. Yeah. Uh, Ta-ta. Uh, they reported to that the hospital staff didn't believe her story but helped rescue the cucumber and relieve the woman of her apparent unplanned discomfort. They
3: rescued the cucumber? They rescued yeah. the cucumber. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And the seven <laughs> avocados in a the record. Uh,
1: they said uh, that there were no current reports about what happened to the cucumber. <laughs> I was probably euthanized. Uh, so going to have uh, to put it down. But she's going to be... It okay. doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then let's end with it. This. this is silly. The state alcoholic beverage control commission uh in raleigh north carolina denied the appeal of a utah-based brewery to sell its polygamy porter
3: (laughs) polygamy porter yeah it's a clever name and it's just a beer yeah so
1: the the abc the alcoholic beverage uh, commission initially denied the permit for uh wasatch brewer brewery in may stating flatly polygamy is illegal (laughs) therefore these products will not be approved Come on. Uh, Wasatch appealed the decision, but the commission rejected the appeal, citing state administrative code that prohibits certain statements on labels or in ads for alcoholic beverages. One such prohibition deals with depictions that are, quote, undignified, immodest, or in bad taste. Uh, Polygamy Porter's label depicts a scantily clad bearded man with three equally scantily clad women. Uh, and but and I love the, um, uh, the statement on the website promotion says, why have just one?
3: It's a great. It goes uh, great with that. But you yeah. know, you know the classic St. Pauli girl, right? That yeah. that image is pretty suggestive.
1: Well, so anyhow, they're not allowing it. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file at uh, this point. Hey, I'd like to point out that there is a, another Daily Rush video that is up and running. It is up for your viewing pleasure. The title of the press and Receive Daily Rush video is, <laughs> Hope Solo's butthole gets arrested. <laughs> it's true. Uh, both Hope and her b got arrested, <laughs> but they won't go quietly. Uh, so you can watch it now at com, And that is sponsored by uh, Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. As we take a break, I would like to give away some tickets to join Marissa for a special campfire-style acoustic performance with Cage the Elephant, uh, August 21st, and it's going to be before their show uh, opens with, uh, with Beck on Wednesday, August 21st. So it's a BBT pavilion. Uh, we'll take caller number 20 at two one five two six three 263 wmmr and we'll give you tickets for that. Uh,
9: I call this one the Campfire Song Song.
1: Uh, it is part of MMR's
9: campfire song.
1: rock residency. You can visit uh, WMMR.com for details, including special ticket prices. And you don't
9: think that we Starting can at
1: just uh, $19.33. So 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up. A, this is our... That was fun. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Marlon Wayans will be here. John Travolta will be here in our studio this morning. We're also going to talk to Jim Gaffigan. A lot's still coming up. And we're going
7: to recap the Belly Championship from last night. We'll get to that next day. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app.
3: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Well, last night was the rain date for our belly flop ch- championship of 2019 at the Valley Beach at uh, Poolside Valley Beach uh, and the Valley Forge Casino Resort. Uh, and
3: we had a packed house last night. It was excellent. Honestly, we talked about the it's always a good time there, but it's always pretty toasty. Yeah. Last night was a wonderful evening, a light breeze and Everywhere you looked was someone just enjoying the whole proceeding. And we It was fantastic. Loved it. And I wasn't sure with a rescheduled date how we
1: would do it. It would impact, yeah. As far as uh, people coming out to attend the event. But uh, we had loads surrounding the pool. And <laughs> it was it was one for the record books, man. It was great.
2: It was so fun. Yeah. What? So-
1: we had uh, judging, by the way. Kathy was a judge. Casey was a judge. They have the most uh, swimming and diving experience amongst us here.
6: It
2: was my first time, though, judging. Usually it was? I You've yeah. judged before. No. You have? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. No, it was my first time judging. and It's uh, a little
6: nerve-wracking, isn't
2: it? Well, and... Yeah and then like by the end of it like we were really into it. I was really yeah. into like making sure that who deserved to win won, and all of that. So yeah, it was fun.
1: We had a uh, a former champion, uh the Hebrew Hammer, uh, who was uh, in attendance and he we figured that beat that guy's definitely qualified. He was cool,
4: yeah.
1: Uh and our friend uh, Richard Curtis from Fox 29 television show The Clash Room, And Richard got way into it. He even dressed for the occasion. (laughs) Because Richard and Kathy were wearing almost the identical outfits last night. It was hilarious. The pattern
3: was uncannily similar.
2: When I walked in, I saw him. I was like... Oh, and we yeah. like looked at each other and just laughed, but it like it became a thing throughout yeah. the night.
3: Our former coworker
1: Roy <laughs> Perry was there and he goes, They look like a, a newlywed couple on the honeymoon cruise. Uh-huh.
2: Like one hundred percent. I actually used that as my caption. I put it up on Instagram, the picture of us, and I used that because that's I mean, that was perfect. That's what we looked like.
1: It was hilarious. Uh but uh so we had uh we had a women's division for the first time ever. We were gonna do Battle of the Sexes, so we were gonna have uh, men facing off against each other, then women facing off against each other, and then after those, um, we had winners from those divisions uh, as more as a, a an honorary title because there was no additional prize for it. Uh, we had the uh, men face off, or the the men's champion face off against the women's champion, and we awarded a uh, a trophy for that. Uh, but it was great. We had uh, the ladies' first time ever. All, every single one of them was a newbie, never done it before. Because and we we did have. A couple of years ago,
3: one female participant. And listen, she came out; she did a, a solid job. But what we, what I was surprised with, Preston. So our ladies, uh, uh, I thought maybe we'd they'd be favoring the presentation because it's it's uh, two judging parameters: the the presentation, how your you know your character, whatever you're doing leading up to it, and then the actual flop. Casey breaks it down five points for each, which I think is the logical way to do it. Yeah, uh, just for the first round, the ladies were. Bringing the actual belly flop, yeah, the dive, yep. they were killing it. Agreed, it was amazing. Yeah, I thought flop wise in that first
6: round, uh, in total, the girls were better. Uh,
3: presentation wise, the men were better. Yeah, but it was like it was I forget the one competitor's name who had the the trident. Uh, she gets, and you and I were laughing. Personally. Yeah, she had the yeah, devil pitchfork. Pitch for yeah, yeah. She go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> moving the the, the the thing around, and they're all doing a little bit of something.
1: Yeah, she had uh, she had the uh, um, running with the devil from Van Halen as, a, a, as yeah, her yeah. music, yeah. and each person gets to pick a song, and they can do you know like a little ten second routine, however long they want to do the routine, and then they they jump in, and we kill the music right before they hit the water, and then they're judged on both of those parameters. Uh, but the ladies, uh, they were great. Uh, they need to work on their yeah, on their presentation a little bit. But the actual dive, you're right, Steve. Man, they went for
3: it. And the crowd would react because yeah. in many cases you would hear it. Again, as we said before, you don't have to be super large. No. You know, with a huge belly to to get a, a good sound. Nope. And they proved it time and time again. In fact, a number of them proved it by even bypassing the belly a little bit and slapping face Burst yeah. into the pool. In fact, none of the ladies were large. Just no. the guys. the guys. Just the, were guys. Ones, the big ones. Yeah. But,
1: but some of the... I'm doing this just from memory because I don't have any of the
4: information. <laughs> should, we're watching the <laughs> video. By
1: the way, <laughs> pictures are up now. at Preston and Com, uh, And maybe some video as well. But... Uh, some of the themes that the ladies had, there was uh, one of our finalists was uh, Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, we had the little devil gal that you were talking about. Another gal was uh, all about pink flamingos. Yeah, she was great. Uh, who else was there? Remind me. Well, you had Julie Jerkoff with her. Julie, sure Julie was Jerkoff. Awesome. I thought that was the best theme. Yeah, By the way, I she came her... out in cap and gown. And high heels. And high heels. <laughs> yeah. And she she took off the cap and gown. She had this... One piece bathing suit on that had hands over her breast. <laughs> it looked like a guy standing and behind her. She her presentation was great, but her her flop was uh, she yeah. she kind of flubbed that a little bit. But had she have scored
3: a good Could've belly won. flop with high yeah, heels I on, w- the yeah. crowd would have gone nuts.
2: I yeah. wish that her belly flop was better. Wait, back to the flamingo girl. Um, yeah, her, it had a pink flamingo on on the bottom part of her bikini, mm-hmm. which made it look like there were things hanging out of her bikini. Wow, uh, I didn't even. Like oh, that was yeah. That was, that was
1: your labia comment. That, yeah, we okay. were I mean, all. Like like leaning
2: like, forward, all of us go like <laughs> trying to determine what it was. I
3: go, dude, is, is,
1: is that,
2: that is that hanging out?
3: She like? appears to have injured her labia. It <laughs> uh, looks like it. Well, she
1: also showed me later on. She pulled her bikini top down. And she had um, uh, she had uh,
3: flamingo pasties <laughs> uh-huh.
2: on
1: her nips, and
3: I wish she would have done
1: that. Why
2: didn't she do that? I, I the crowd would
3: have re- got a good reaction. They, they would have loved so, it. Hey, she we saw a a little... Dong, too, inadvertently. With saw the, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you guys were getting the, the ass, uh, we were getting the junk. You uh-huh. got the junk. Yeah. Lucky
2: you guys. <laughs> There's a great picture of uh, you guys laughing at one of the contestants. I think it was the guy that, that mooned us. Okay.
1: So we ended up with the women's division. Uh, our female uh, champion was a young lady named Kelsey. Yeah. And uh, Kelsey's a member of the sorority and has come to our singles mixer. She just got engaged about a month ago. She and said she's
2: using the money to buy her wedding dress. That is correct. Awesome. Yep,
1: she won 500 bucks. And what was uh, – she She came out as like an Eagles fan. And when we did the um, the flop-off at the uh, – we, we, we take the all the contestants, we narrow it down to three, the top three, and then we have a flop-off between the top three to determine first, second, and third – and so she got the crowd quiet and started having people sing uh, Fly Eagles Fly. Right.
3: And that definitely helped. So that's how she took the intergender.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, eventually, yes. yes.
2: I will say for anybody who might want to take part in this competition next year, uh, she grabbed her ankles and arched her back and yep. and did a belly flop that way. I mean, for me anyway, if you can if you can pull that off, yep. you're like in winner contention. Uh,
3: so when she was going up against and you know our, our male returning champion who who is formidable. I mean, uh, when you want to talk about legitimate water displacement, he he is <laughs> the, the king. But I said to her, "If you can get a little bit more altitude," and she did. She launched. She went because we're not. By the way, they're not jumping off diving boards; they're jumping off a platform. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it's all really on them to get to get an you know, a
6: nice arc. Mm -hmm. So there was, um, you know, a little bit of a point of contention with the with the gentleman with the finalist in the in the male category, and there was a guy I was I was really really pulling for it. yeah. Well,
1: let's let's uh, let's, let's oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah, the yeah. contestants first. So then the men came up and they did their theirs. Uh, you know, and some of these guys have done it before, so they they were they were pros. We had the return of sexy Chewbacca. Sexy Chewbacca. <laughs> he gets was me awesome. Every time. He was he was uh, wonderful as far as the uh, the presentation went because he only spoke <laughs> in uh, in Kashik. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, what you know, whatever the, the Wookiee yeah. language is, and uh, he had an interpreter. And we had a guy, I, I, it was my favorite presentation of the night. He dressed as a bumblebee. Yeah. And that was an homage to Casey, Casey's uh, <laughs> la-di-da-di-da, you know, oh, no, bees. And the music he chose was for Nick. It was We've Got Tonight oh, from Bob Seeger, And he did this little ballet thing. It was lovely. I was cracking up. Uh, unfortunately, he, he, along with uh, Chewbacca, they 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 kind of went in first. with their knees first, yeah. and they didn't get a very good flop, so they didn't make it to the uh, uh, the final round. But he was great. Yeah, uh, we had a guy that really felt horrible about how he he was like um, uh, he had done belly flop championships before and won on like a cruise, cruise ship. ship. Yeah, like dominated, and he, and he was a long time dive coach yeah. and everything. He had his he had his uh, you know uh, swim cap on and everything. He was all set to go. And he hit the water poorly, and he came up out of the water, and he knew it immediately. He knew he he messed it up. He's the guy who mooned us, Kathy.
6: Oh, okay. And he came up from... The guy whose dong we saw. Yeah, he came up from the water, and immediately we heard him. He goes, oh, man, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it sucked. And I actually, I went to college with his wife. Which wouldn't have gotten him any uh, brownie point. points, but I talked to her afterwards. She's like, "Oh, he felt so terrible." I go, "Okay, good," because it, it was bad. It was yeah. a bad one. Yeah. Who
2: was the guy that came up out of the water? And he, uh, his belly flop was not the best. Casey gave him a really low score, and I kind of went mid-range because he came up out of the water oh, like yeah. a little kid, like looking at us as to see, like, "Did you like it? Did I do good? How did I do?" How "Did I do, Daddy?" I like, I really, he like steep. got my heart. I gave, I think I gave him a seven oh. because mm-hmm. he like won oh. my heart over.
3: Okay, it was yeah, yeah, Wilson's barbecue. It, guy. it wasn't all that good. Yeah, yeah. He knew it. In case
1: He's, you let him have it too, You're like, I well, know. your presentation sucked. And so did your belly flop. You know, but you make the best brisket <laughs> anywhere. Yeah,
6: his brisket gets a ten. His belly flop, I think, I gave him a five. Well, I felt was, bad because I know him as well. And but you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if I know you or not. I I, I judge solely on presentation and flops there's
3: there was the beginning though last night i think of what could be a potential uh uh, uh, as i said last night a dynasty in the belly flop competition because a guy brought a presentation that i thought was sensational dad bod dad bod he was great yeah and he's been in it before yeah
2: funny was the best
1: yeah Yeah. he he came out with the uh you know the 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 visor hat that has the fake hair (laughs) on the top he had glasses on he had zinc on his nose yeah and white uh, socks pulled up all the way. Yep. And he was answering questions in this voice that was yeah. like, Oh, you guys are, you're a, you're a, you're a, <laughs> a such a riot, you know? Yep. And, and he was like, You're so funny. And, and he was just being the typical dad. And it was, he did this great routine. What all did he do when he got Oh, he was rolling his stomach. Yeah. Rolling his stomach. His dad
3: bod stomach.
1: And, and his music
2: was Baby Shark.
3: Yes. Yep. He and also had, he had a lip balm in his fanny pack. The, yeah. 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 Lip fanny bomb. pack
2: on. <laughs> we were all sitting together just going, Please be, please be a good belly flop yeah, yeah. please be a good belly his flop. belly
3: flop he he committed to it. What the problem was is that he he hits the water, knees first hunched over, so yeah. he gets up high. If he can do what you, as you said, yeah. archer arch arch back with the stomach
6: hitting first, yeah. he'll nail it. Yeah. He's like, Man, I'm not as flexible as I as I used to be. He, listen, he made it to the finals. Yeah. And, yeah. and if if we judged it, you know, solely based on the first round only, he he would have won. Crowd and loved s- him. And so when he came up for the second one, you know, Kathy and I, we we were so Upset come on, come because <laughs> we really wanted him to win. And unfortunately, yeah. there there was like, so when we gave our scores, people were like, boo, boo. But all of those boos were coming from behind the riser. And they didn't they, see. They didn't they because the riser yeah. kind of blocked how he went into the water. He, he There was a smack. But he, he was off-centered and a little Wait, bit you can see right died. now. He's, yeah. he's
3: he's hunched over with the knees going in first. Well, we're looking at a photo, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Still uh, a great picture. By the way, the, a, a listener who was here, this gal named Jemmy, she wanted me to mention that uh, Dad Bod, people's champion. Yeah. <laughs> she was going on about that. People's champion, people's I'm, champion I'm telling you. Yeah.
6: Uh, we are leaving out one of my favorite presentations, and this guy made it to the finals, but the guy who came out in the, the lederhosen? Yeah. Oh, my sure. God. Yes.
1: So he chose this song. Bodies hit the floor and uh or bodies I should just yeah. say and he, he comes up and he's wearing this later hosen kind of beer wench outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this song starts and it's you know, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> and then it kicks into the wah part and we were expecting him to start headbanging um, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. He did like a little Irish jig dance, <laughs> and
2: it was awesome. It was a scream. It yeah. was so awesome. Yep.
3: It it was wonderful.
11: He uh,
1: had he...
3: presentation and technique with, oh. the, with the with the flop.
2: Well, his belly flop was like he's the one. If you see pictures of him, his stomach is beet red. Uh-huh. Yeah,
3: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because he
1: ended up doing it three times. I think. Right? Yeah, there was a tie in the championship round yeah, between yeah. him and. Uh... Well, and uh, we can mention yeah, We've we gone through all the contestants. Yes. I think. Um, uh, well, we had our returning champion. Uh, Mark the Nutty Irishman, and yeah. he, he brought out his, uh, you know, pipe and drum group that uh, that uh, helped him parade out to the...
3: I love also, he has the championship belt. Yep. He uh, has it over thing. him, just like a, a, a professional wrestler, and... does the whole deal, but for sheer water displacement.
1: Yep. He's a big man. It's just amazing.
3: Uh, but he did it a couple of different times. He made it to the final round,
1: and he ended up being our champion of the men's division last night for the second year in a row. Yeah. Now,
6: here's the deal. There there were guys out there that and, – and girls because Kelsey got some major, major height. Now, Mark's a big dude, right? So so getting height um, was is not easy for him. So he made it to the championship, and then he made it to – like there was a tie in the yeah. championship round, so his final flop – he got up really, really high. In fact, I think we have a picture in the studio of his jump. That was yeah. the, the best jump. He got some major altitude.
3: Uh, <laughs> the uh, dude is huge. Yeah. And he's yeah. you can, still shot. <laughs> that we're looking at the studio. He's up way high. And then when he hits, it's like in, it, when you see the, the victory at sea footage of World War II with the depth charge going yeah. in.
1: Boom! <laughs> well, and he's the only one that actually... Created that kerplunk yeah. sound, yeah, like yeah. it's like two syllables, kaboom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of just a smack. Uh, so that was impressive. And you get—he's the only one that got you guys wet, right? Uh, yes, as a
4: matter yeah, of fact. I think yeah. So. yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, besides sexually, <laughs> well,
1: that was
3: dripping. The sexy Chewbacca.
4: Serious. <laughs>
3: he's on the phone line. This is
1: Mark. Hey, hey! Mark, our returning right. champion. Hey, Mark, how you doing, bud? I could jump off the high dive. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see you jump off the high dive. Uh, well, you did it again, man. You took the uh, you took the award two years in a row. It's got to be pretty satisfying.
11: It was, and I don't know what's redder right now—the Philly shirt I'm wearing or my belly. Oh man, dude,
3: you because you had to keep establishing your dominance, which meant jumping in again and again and again. And there were a couple of you competitors. We're just bright red from smacking the water.
2: Well, I hey, asked Mark. him. Oh, sorry. I asked him. I wasn't sure if, you know, if it just stung that night or if it – Mark said it'll sting for like a good two weeks. Yeah.
11: Oh, yeah. So this is the third time I got the opportunity to compete, and all three years I tied going into the final.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, That's you right. have
11: to fight for it. it was yeah. a tie.
1: Right. Absolutely.
11: Do you think you might so, change I mean, it up I, for next year? Uh, yeah. We were – I was talking with some of the pipe and drum guys, some of the guys from the Irish Thunder – um, and we have some pretty good ideas for next year. They may or may not still be there, but it won't be the same routine. Okay, um, Casey Boy, you know, put that idea in my head, and you know, we're going to go with it. And we have a couple, couple things in uh, in the works. We might all right. Do. Well, as but as, as in, the, I, I, I was at a disadvantage though from that going against um, going against the women's champion. Cause well, let
1: me, yeah, I let me, let answer me answer mention answer. that. Let me mention that before yeah, yeah. before you go into it, because we haven't said anything about that. So then we had the battle of the sexes, and this is more for an honorary title. Yeah. Because uh, they both won their division, and it was man against woman, so we have Mark against Kelsey, and Kelsey just crushed it. <laughs> she did. Oh, absolutely, and she and we did a crowd applause. That was a good idea, by the way, Casey, to see who the winner was. And the crowd overwhelmingly <laughs> picked Kelsey over Mark, so she is our Battle of the Sexes champion for 2019.
3: And and Mark, you were totally gracious because she she at that was the point at which she quieted the crowd and had them do the the Eagles chant, and then when she jumped up. She grabbed her ankles, arched her back, and smacked down on the water. Obviously, you know, you would think, okay, you're going to take it because of just the way you're you're built for this. But she came down and just did a flawless belly flop. What was your disadvantage you were going to
4: say? So,
11: Well, I, I knew I was going to lose right going into because First of all, who are you going to pick? A, chicken, a tattoo chicken, a bikini <laughs> back out of the But then she grabs her ankles, arches her back, and then started an Eagles chant. I knew I was done. <laughs> yeah, you were upstaged,
1: man. You were definitely upstaged. I
2: thought she was quieting the crowd down because she wanted to flop Here and make a, a sound. Yeah. I thought
1: the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she got everybody to sing the Eagles uh, fight Which was song. was just as good. Yeah. All
4: right, well, listen.
11: after her first jump I I I when she walked back to the to the back where we all were I went and handed her my championship
1: belt with my head Well congratulations you know you won five hundred bucks and all the other things that comes along with it and uh you are once again the uh the champion so uh I appreciate you guys Rob. All right thanks buddy appreciate it. Mark our winner for the men's division very nice of the uh two thousand nineteen belly flop championship so we'll be ready to do it again next year and you'll have to be a part of it.
3: And not only that, there was a bonus. There was a special bonus that we had (laughs) not even anticipated. I I Uh, didn't see this at uh, all when uh, you guys were talking. Arriving at the uh, casino last night. night Last night at Valley Forge Casino Resort. And I think it's all weekend,
1: Steve, because I did talk to somebody who said, come on back. There was a furry convention going (laughs) on. Yes. I walk in and I see a sign with an arrow pointing to the left and it said, Furry Delphia at the (laughs) venue. And I'm like... I did a double take. Yeah. I walked past it. I turned around and I, I I walked right back and I'm like, "Oh my God, they're really doing this!" And when we were leaving, they were all over the place. They were all over the, all place. Over the place. I grabbed a couple pictures with the, with a few of the
3: mascots. There was a, uh, a raccoon at the ATM. Preston, as I'm walking back, <laughs> and, and and when I'm coming in, I'm thinking, "Oh, there must be a teammate. There's a mascot that's on the way in." But you're right on the way out, hanging out in the lobby in the in the bar. In in these furry animal costumes,
1: yeah. Kathy, here here's a picture of uh, me with some oh, of the furries
4: my and God. like
1: really cool uh, <laughs> outfits they were wearing, and they weren't yeah. like uh, they weren't they weren't half ass in it, man. Here's a, here's another one. This was a girl. Uh, I don't know. It's a cat or something. I, I'm not sure what she wow. was. So, but I, she was laughing when I asked if I could take a picture with her.
3: So, what my my wife is asking, what? And I'm not sure. I know what is the deal? Is this a is this a would this qualify as a, as a, as a kinky thing? Is it a well, I, I sex
6: think, is involved? Yes,
3: yeah. I, I think it depends on who you are. I
1: think some people do it, uh, like people who go to comic con and right and like and, cosplay and do cosplay. Yeah. And I think other people, uh, it turns them on.
3: All right,
1: so I think there might be a little bit. And hey, let's face it, cosplay can turn people on too, and there, sure. there are fetishes involved, it's true. In that, but but I think a lot of it is just getting together and dressed up as these characters and having fun. Oh.
3: And if it leads to sex, we'll have more power to it. There was a dude walking out. It had to be a guy walking out of the men's room in one of these costumes. I'm like, I'm sure that took a crap load of time <laughs> uh-huh. to get that off. Yep. Uh, but but uh, they I, were I, all there. Oh I couldn't God. believe it. I'm like, the belly flop championship and the furry convention <laughs> if all at one place at one time. If we can combine <laughs> them next year. Oh, my God. A couple of those people could have worn the costumes and done a belly flop and nailed oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so, but you guys didn't ask?
1: Um, I, I didn't.
3: I just I asked if I could get a couple pictures
6: with okay. those guys.
1: I didn't talk to them about what was going on this weekend but I we just thought it was cool. But I think when it, when I said uh when I when I asked for the picture, the, the the first two that I was with, they said, Hey, come back,
3: we'll be here, you know, meaning this weekend. So I think there's something going on all weekend. So the breakdown of furries are these guys. Mm-hmm. Plushies are people who have sex with stuffed animals? Correct. And, okay. And then bronies are my little pony freaks. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Exactly. There's a whole, a whole world deal. out there. Yeah. Yep. We got to get involved.
1: Well, listen, for those of you who came out to the Belly Flop Championship last night, thank you very much. And if all this sounds enticing, just listen for details. And when we do it again next year, Uh, real quick, um, uh, mentioning that the Burger Brawl gang is here Sunday, September 15th. Burger Brawl, over 60 restaurants at the Navy Yard. Uh, and they're brawling for uh, Philly's Best Burger. One price gets you unlimited burgers and complimentary beverage. It is a
3: great event at a new location in the Navy Yard. Almost did a nit-click there. <laughs> I have, I have family, family actually come from out of town specifically for the event. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Burger Brawl
1: benefits the fund for the school district of Philadelphia. And I got tickets to give away. Uh, let's take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR, and I'll give you a pair of tickets. Ripplewood Whiskey and Craft. Uh, they are here this morning, so yeah. Burgers, as well as Milk Boy. So, thank you guys for all the food. I'm stuffed. But we got to take a break because we're getting our, uh, our cavalcade of guests joining us. Jim Gaffigan is up next. After that, Marlon Wayans is going to be in the studio. And then, John Travolta will be in the studio this morning. Still a lot to come. We'll be right back.
9: Jackson broadcasts Live Backstage. It's for the likes of Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and MMRBQ.
12: So true, Jackson.
9: Once Once a a year, year, he goes goes from from backstage to the backyard. Enter now for Jackson to bring the party to your place Friday, August 30th. Enjoy your four hours of fame as Jackson broadcasts live. He'll probably use your bathroom. Hatfield Meats fully supplies the grill. The MM Army stocks the fridge with cold brews and brings the music to prime your weekend. Go to WMMR.com and tell us why your backyard rocks. Include a photo so we
4: know what we're getting into.
9: Jackson's Backyard Broadcast. Presented
7: by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield.
9: And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: Our guest standing by. He's uh, ready to go and has a new special, uh, and it's on Amazon Prime, which I have Amazon Prime.
3: Uh, Amazon Prime, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a perfect, a, perfect platform for him. Have a chance to uh, to watch that.
1: Please welcome. And is it weird that I feel full when I when I'm about to have him on? <laughs>
3: he's a kindred spirit when it comes
1: to food. He definitely. Last yeah. time we had him on, it was about uh,
3: yeah uh, the food. It's always uh, about food,
1: book, Yeah. So please <laughs> welcome the one and only Mr. Jim Gaffigan. Yay! <laughs> this show. Hey, Jim. Thank you. Hey. hey. How's it going? Thanks Good, man. You're, you're
13: actually coming
1: through the area close here. You're going to be in Atlantic City uh, later on this month on the 24th, I believe, a couple of shows.
13: I'm very excited. Awesome. Very excited. Nice. At uh, the Borgata. It. It's such a nice place to perform. And, uh, but I'm excited, and it's going to be different material from, uh, what's on my Amazon Prime special.
1: Perfect. So, so this is a good warm up, and, uh, and then we can go see a live. But yeah, so, so Amazon Prime, where did you do, uh, this particular show, or is it a, a combination of a few shows?
13: I filmed it at, in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is my seventh special, and it's you know, it's the first time I'm doing a special on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, I don't know how hard it is to convince people where they buy their paper towels to watch a special. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, so next time you're buying your tape, <laughs> you know, or your toothpicks on Amazon, switch over to Amazon Prime and check it out. Well
3: it, it's a, it's a great listen so they you know they I tell people all the time there's a lot of great great stuff there the uh the the boys is on Amazon Prime which is a very hot series now and I actually saw your 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 advertisement for your special out there so uh you know there's there's many services to choose from but again as you pointed out what well, one can also make sure you get your paper towels delivered and that's uh, that's Amazon so it's all okay, good
13: how many bar- We all have like three boxes coming from Amazon every day, and you don't even remember ordering it. You're like, wait a minute,
1: did I order that? Uh, Yeah, you know what, Jim? I I hate to do this, your your phone line is breaking up. Terrible. We're hearing like every other word. So, uh, hopefully, this will this will. That sounds better now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. There
3: you go. Boom. You, go. you fixed now, it. Now we got you. But
1: That's yes, good.
2: we all get Amazon boxes. Have no idea. No, oh, yeah. No oh. recollection of ordering I, it.
3: I, I thought it was delightful that you said you get just a few every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, it, and what it really is, it's sort of setting in place a permanent Christmas morning for you every day.
13: Right, yeah. In that smile box. You're like, oh, what is that? Like, oh, it's razor blades. You think it's gonna be a present? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? It? Who
3: sent me this? This is great. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's such a default for for uh, me, Jim, that I will. I mean, things that really make you feel pathetic about yourself, like I've ordered like two AA batteries. You know, like a, <laughs> a, just because I for, I know I would forget between the time. Uh, yeah, I went on and did something else around the house. I just quickly call it up on, on uh, my phone and just order them. It's pathetic.
13: No, it's, well, it's it's so convenient. It's like eventually we're just going to like, Amazon, come and feed me. <laughs> but you know what? Come and feed me.
3: The truth is, like I, su- I love, I su- love to support brick and mortar stores, and so I said to my my wife, let's, oh, well, let's go to this, let's go to this particular store because they're known for what these particular items. We're going to go get. We go there, the, and and we we we'll spend like an hour going around the store. Couldn't find them. They, oh, they were out of them. They were ordering. They're going to be there in three months. In the car in the parking lot of this place, I hopped on the phone and ordered exactly what I wanted. It was at the house the next day, and and so. I mean, at, at least I, I feel less guilty when there's that kind of order fulfillment, you know? So you, you, you don't yeah. feel totally uh, disgusted
13: with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely want to support local businesses. But I'm like, you know, like when I, because I'm always traveling, I'll visit a town and they'll be like, well, do you like this shop? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you like this? Do you like to just go and spend spend money precariously? I mean, I know some people like that, but it's like I don't like to shop. I don't even like to leave my hotel room when I'm traveling. Do
3: you? Do you get the high though? Do you get the? Do you get the? Besides going out and shopping, do you though get a shopper's high? Will you get? Will shopping therapy online? Does that do something for you?
13: I wish it did. I I know. I just I you know I'm. Uh, if I'm traveling, I'm usually just looking for a restaurant. That might surprise you. No, you no. no. Think
3: I, I think the same pheromones are released with, with both of these things.
13: Oh, really? So if I was into shopping, I probably wouldn't be 100 pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 140.
4: 140.
13: Uh, well,
3: it's funny because we do, that. Preston, we do it a week, a couple times a week. It's, it, it's uh, you know, a, a segment that's all about Food and and it's it's about and it's because it's such a common topic. Everyone goes nuts for it, and this is this is why we feel a special connection to you. It it really governs, or at least it holds sway over a large portion of your life. Does it not?
1: I am I'm sorry to interrupt, Steve, but I I'm just amazed, Jim, because I've seen all of your specials. I've I've heard a lot of your comedy routines. How you continue to (laughs) come up with new ways. to take us into the comedic side of food. It's, it's genius. I don't know how you still come up with it.
13: Well, you know, it's... Uh, thank you, but it's... The, you know, it is weird, because, like, the last two specials really haven't been that much about food, but I think I talked about it so much. People are like... Yeah. Yeah, but he's really... He's thinking about food while he's talking.
3: <laughs> it's just he's assumed,
13: kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh. When are going to get to the eating horses part? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I know he's talking about a... Uh, you know, uh, being hunted by a bear, but he's probably going
1: to turn around and eat the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have a question about your uh, your onstage uh, delivery, your persona, because you do some very uh, signature things. Uh, one of them is yeah. your commentary that you do in in this kind of a breathy yeah. voice, which is wonderful. And I was always curious, you know, Jim, as you were developing your act and and you started to to find that this was a uh, uh, a a great place to go to. Um, when you do that kind of character voice, is there somebody you have in mind? Is there a person? Do you have a name for that person or anything like that?
13: Well, there was, look, when I started to understand I mean, there's different voices. There's, I mean, not to sound too insane, but there's a lot of voices in my head. (laughs) But it's usually, um, who, would like, if I say something that would offend a different person or a different type of person, um, but, you know, some of it's inspired by um, my sister Kathy, who, you know, would say things like when I was a little kid. Like, I think Jimmy needs to go to bed early. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. But it's, so it's like a little bit of that older sibling kind of thing. But okay. it also depends, like who whoever would be most offended or annoyed by a relatively innocent joke. You know, okay. just because, but I've always talked for other people. Like even when I was a teenager, if I was late to meet someone, I would just start talking to them. Like, I can't believe you're late. You know, and it
1: kind of diffuses the situation. We're losing your
3: connection. Yeah, damn
1: it. We're only getting every other word, Jim. The
3: phone line's oh, bad, shoot. but
1: but the but words then, we're
3: getting are awesome. Yeah, the words are great. <laughs> we'll we'll go ahead. We'll
1: promote the uh, uh, the the show on uh, Amazon Prime. It's out now, and it's called uh, Jim Gaffigan Quality Time. Uh, but also the fact that there's a couple of shows coming up at the Borgata August 24th. There's two shows. The first one is sold out. The earlier one, uh, but tickets are available at JimGaffigan.com. We'll catch you another time when you got a better phone line or maybe have you here in the studio if you can swing by, Jim. But we're huge fans, and we're glad that we got a chance to talk to you for a minute. Thanks so much, you guys. All right, All right. man. Take care. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan, guys. Yeah.
3: yeah, you can only you can only hear so much. It that. becomes Morse code at a certain and point. It gets yeah. annoying. And is, he's exactly the guy you want to talk to. with I know. The, the, the funny thing is we had a woman, what was she calling from, Iraq? Oh, dude,
6: didn't hey, we that's talk that's to a, two girls in a canoe in the middle in
1: the of the Pacific, of
3: Pacific. And they had a brilliant a connection,
1: and it's nobody's the fault. Hell is I mean, this? I, you know, we can't blame Jim. You just uh... yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> Scooter Pie. <laughs>
1: it sounds like the droid from Star Wars. All right. Well, why don't we get a look at traffic because we skipped out on that before we went to gym. So we'll go ahead and do that. And then we're going to we're having a programming change. Oh. Program
4: what? change. We're going
1: to switch things up. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Let's get a look at traffic. Kathy, what's going on?
2: 95 Southbound Jams Bridge through to Girard and then out in Lower Makefield. 295 Eastbound at the New Hope Yardley exit. We have uh, the on and off ramps at Taylorsville Road closed for construction. They've been closed since July 26th, but the ramps are rescheduled to open this afternoon. Google Expressway Westbound Jams City to Belmont, eastbound. my Montgomery to Spring Garden. The Vine westbound slowing 8th to Broad eastbound. The Ben Franklin Parkway to Broad Street. The Boulevard southbound between 9th and Fox Street. You've got some volume there. 422 eastbound slowing up Trooper to 23. The Blue Route northbound we have volume media to Route 1 and then it's jammed in New Jersey. 55 northbound from Deptford to 42 on Route 38 westbound at Longwood Avenue because of an accident in two lanes and then 295 southbound at the Route 29 off ramp. That has reopened and causing delays. This traffic report brought to you by Mattress Warehouse. Rest assured Because buying a mattress at Mattress Warehouse means you have a one-year price guarantee. Find a better price, they'll match it, plus 50% off the difference. See store for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All
1: right, before I announce this uh, programming change, Casey wants me to mention this, and I certainly will do that. We are looking for more Not Your Average listeners. We're going to return to that because we have a wonderful sponsor that's gotten on board, Sunoco. Fuel your best, so they're going to help us out. And offer up that $250 cash prize. So we're looking for people who have an interesting story, an interesting aspect about their lives, whether it be a, a vocation, a talent, uh, an item or collection or hobby or whatever it a may A furry. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. a furry. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what's, listen... what's the
3: sex act the... uh
1: Plushies? Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I, somebody t- texted in and said... <laughs> That s- furry sex is called yiffing, <laughs> and I didn't have a chance. It was when Jim was on the line. Yiffing.
4: And I started right. to look
5: up yeah. yiffing. Well, I'll do my job. Wait, now, I already, I already oh, found right.
1: it. It says yiffing refers to cyber sex between two or more members of the furry fandom. Cyber oh. sex is yiffing. I thought you got down and dirty. Uh, but and it says originally refers Get some to the furry
3: on your hang down.
1: It originally refers to the sound that foxes make when mating.
3: Yiff, oh. yiff, yiff.
1: Members of the furry fandom may use the term to refer to actual sexual contact, oh. contact, usually in a light-hearted manner. Okay. Uh, it is also a term used at fur cons, which is what's going on at Valley Forge, uh, <laughs> to inquire about sexual intentions between fursuiters. We actually have a basketball This is from player. Urban Dictionary. What? There's a
6: basketball player in this city named Furcon.
3: Furcon. <laughs> there months. we go. He's Sorry. the one dressed as the badger.
1: <laughs> Yiffing is that term. So if you like to yiff, if you're a furry and you're a yiffer, no, if you have something interesting about you. Yes. We'd like to hear about it. And uh, you never know if it's uh, if we like your story. Excuse me. We may just invite you into the studio uh, to put it up to listeners to vote. Uh, the email address is listener at WMMR.com. So if you're interested in being not your average listener, send us your story to listener at WMMR.com. Okay, so here's the programming change that we're going to do. We still have it's it's nine fifteen, and we still have Marlon Wayans and John Travolta both stopping by here.
3: So should we do the War of the Roses here, Preston? We don't do
4: the War of the Roses. Those are other
3: radio shows. (laughs) Uh, We do we do the bizarre. Guess what? Your mistress is listening to.
4: Oh no! Oh my god!
1: Uh, No, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Oh. And we're going to do it now instead so we can spend more time with our guests. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, let's do that.
0: Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All
1: right, and it is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. so we'll start with this. A huntswoman. Hunts woman. Yeah, this is uh, these uh, like fox hunting. Yes. Uh, filmed whipping a saboteur, was crushed to death when her horse fell on top of her at <sighs> a, a drag hunt. I'm not sure what a drag hunt That's is. That's where you hunt cross-dressers. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, I don't know.
3: I don't know what a drag hunt is. Um, it's a
1: really fast hunt. So, Jane Miller made headlines for thrashing the animal rights activist up to 17 times with her riding crop. Wow. And calling protesters uneducated peasants in 2017. Hmm. Uh, Just weeks before her death, she was told to face a private prosecution for assault. Uh, Ms. Miller, who was also known as Jane Goring. uh, I guess that was her married name. I don't know. Uh, Was on another drag hunt. Uh, when her horse became tangled in barbed wire and became distressed, the coroner was told that she uh, attempted to calm her animal. It reared and fell backwards and crushed her to death. Wow. What's drag hunting, Nick? It's basically uh, uh, hunting on a horse, and they use an artificially laid scent
5: of uh, whatever it is you're hunting, but often done for fox. Oh, okay. Fox hunts,
1: Artificial yeah. scent. And so, anyhow. It's like I, I see <laughs> I did see the video of her hitting this animal rights activist, And uh, in her defense, though, the guy was grabbing the horse's reins, and she was on the horse. That could be very, yeah. You can't do that. Uh, So anyhow, uh, she was uh, trying to calm the animal. It crushed her to death. Uh, The court heard that during the hunting season from September to April, she would uh, go on two to three drag hunts a week. Uh, She usually went by herself with her horse and a horse box.
3: It's a horse box. If you get it once a month, they, yeah, they,
4: they select said, a horse to mail to you. <laughs> said, you know, yeah, with ooh. some cashews oh, and raisins. It oh, it's yeah, like yeah. Loot crew It's like Loot Crute.
1: Loot crate. Loot Loot A woman was hiking on a remote section of the Appalachian Trail in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park when a bear dashed across the trail and knocked her over and then continued on. Sorry. Yes. He <laughs> was out for his jog. Yeah. Uh, the unidentified woman was wearing headphones at the time. Uh, she had no advance warning of the approaching bear. Uh, the park's wildlife biologist and park rangers spoke with the woman on Monday after receiving a radio report about a bear attack. Uh, the woman the woman had uh, fallen twenty minutes behind the people she was hiking with, and an encounter happened uh, very quickly. Fortunately, the bear kept on going. Now, it's not unusual for bears to cross the trails while people are hiking, but it is unusual for a collision to occur. Normally, people so funny. hear the bears approach and have time to react before the crossing.
0: Sorry, I was listening to Greta Van Fleet.
1: Uh, but the, the lesson is clear. Don't wear headphones or earbuds while the hiking. Bear oh, the bear had bloods in tearing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. I was listening to the uh, Greta Van Fleet.
1: Yeah. What do you think of them Sounds like they're yeah. it's uh, It's more <laughs> an homage than a ripoff. Oh, so you're okay with it? I'm yeah, down with it totally. Like I got it. a retro fresh. Yeah. Retro fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A 20-year-old woman called police saying that her car had been stolen while running from the police in an attempt to trick them into thinking that she wasn't the one driving her car awesome. during the chase. Yeah. Awesome. It didn't end well. The deputy sheriff was on patrol on Highway 30, clocked an eastbound vehicle on radar exceeding the speed limit, and when the deputy attempted to perform a traffic stop on the speeder, Uh, They sped off and ran a red light before pulling into a parking lot. The driver then exited the parking lot and fled.
3: And guess what? I'm a police, too.
1: (laughs) Wow. While the pursuit was in progress, uh, they received a 911 call from Rachel Thornburg stating that her car had just been stolen. Hmm. Uh, She claimed that she had left the keys in the car, and this was the same vehicle that the deputy sheriff was pursuing. Uh, police attempted to stop the car by deploying stop sticks. The pursuit ended, and it was none other than Rachel Thornberg herself that was driving. So she was taken into custody. All right, and then let's see what else we have. We have time for one, two yeah, one one. more. Okay, one more. Uh, let me see which one. Oh man, I have a couple of fun ones. Decisions,
3: here. decisions.
1: How about this one? Yeah, we'll go with this one.
3: A Nashville man
1: was arrested for what started as an alleged shoplifting attempt that had turned into charges for assaulting an officer. Police report that they were at Walmart on another call when in the loss prevention office they actually observed this guy, John Allen Honaker, on security camera shoving items in his pants. (laughs) Police and the loss prevention employee detained the man and discovered he had placed two propane bottles in his pants along with a beef brisket.
3: So someone was ready to barbecue.
1: Uh-huh. The total value of the items found in Honaker's Pants is approximately $35. Now That
3: should be a new game show. What's in Honaker's Pants? I like it. Police say the company asked to
1: prosecute Hanukkah for shoplifting, and so they began transporting him to Central Booking. Well, is that
3: what you celebrate around Christmas?
1: While on the way, officers report that Hanukkah tried kicking out the windows of the police vehicle as well as spitting a number of times inside and slammed his head against the plastic partition separating the rear and front seats. Wow. I used to love on the show cops when those guys would start slamming their heads into the windows. Yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, so after the officer called for backup assistance... Police say they attempted to place a hobble restraint on Honaker to prevent his attempts at causing damage to the police vehicle. We're and that's, need to hobble Honaker. that's when Honaker allegedly attempted to kick the officer in the head and midsection. Police say he had a strong odor of alcohol about his person and admitted to the officers he had been drinking and advised the officers to, quote, leave my drunk effing ass alone.
3: <laughs> So, I think by law they're supposed to honor that. He admitted that he was indeed
1: drinking. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. Should I give something away, Casey? Yeah, i got the last one of those. All right, Philly Burger Brawl. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got the, the last of the passes to give away. I'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. It's at September 15th.
3: Uh, we've been a number of times. In fact, we've judged a number of times, and it is a wonderful event. I suggest you stop eating now in anticipation because yeah. you're going to have a gluttonous, wonderful time.
1: It's at the Navy Yard, and uh, thank you to both um, Ripplewood Whiskey and Kraft and also um, uh, Milk Boy for coming by and bringing us uh, some of their burgers. Excellent stuff. Uh, Milk Boy stays true to their artistic upbringing with an inspired approach to Elevated American Fair and locally sourced products. Their signature location is 11th and Chestnut. The new location is 4th and South. And they offer a wide range of unique snacks and sandwiches and host music venue with impressive local and nationally known musicians. They even have a recording studio, which you were telling me about. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll get the caller. We'll set you up. We're going to take a break. When we return, uh, we should have Marlon Wayans in our studio. Promoting the movie Sex Sextuplets, which is available on Netflix today, by the way. And then after Marlon stops in, John Travolta is stopping as in as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
9: What's new? Glad you ask?
1: Dirty Honey. You know the time has come.
7: So don't miss me when I'm Shine Down.
11: My are real, And
7: Ghosts.
9: New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest
1: has taken on the task of playing six different roles in one movie. And it is uh, released today, by the way, on Netflix. It is called Sex Tupless. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to Philadelphia, Marlon Wayans.
4: Yeah.
8: Oh, what's happening? Thank you.
1: You're happening, man. I don't know what I was thinking when I did this movie.
8: <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> This has you know to what it is? Eddie Murphy made it look so easy. Oh my God! And I love him, but f him for that. <laughs> it's a trap. No, he it's put good. all this sweet cheese out there, and I stepped in and wound up working twenty-three hour days. And I was just like, "This is crazy." It's like you go into you, it, it, you go into work, you start at like three, you do makeup for seven hours, you work eighteen hours after that. It takes an hour and a half to take the makeup off. You go home, you sleep for two and a half hours, and then. You go back to work in seven hours of makeup, and then they say, "Hey, be, be funny." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I wanted to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. It was, this was the hardest movie ever. But I, I'm proud of what I did.
3: You should listen. It's 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 like a uh, it's like a pyrotechnic show because you're doing all of this stuff, and you have to. You're engaging. You're having conversations with characters you're playing as other characters, so you have to keep the
8: tone. Keep comedic timing, you know. Keep- well, that was easy for me because nobody played with me. I was the youngest, so they played- <laughs> you just <laughs> they st- all yourself. They stopped that, for Sean. Right, it was right. like <laughs> Marlon don't exist. So- I may believe I was Keenan Damon. And the... Well, the,
3: the, <laughs> the plot is basically you're, you're an only child who finds out you're not an only child. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
8: I'm one of six sex tuplets, and right. I play every last single sex tuplet. And
3: with, it, with all variations in genders and yeah. physical size yeah. and, and the whole thing, and there's yeah. some heavy prosthetic
8: stuff that you're... 45, <laughs> and 45 pounds was the girl, and Russell was like 50 pounds.
3: Now, they, for, uh, what's his name, uh, a... Uh, Baby, uh, baby, baby Pete. Pete. That was, that uh, was. That, how did they we, achieve that?
8: That was like head replacement. So we did like, uh, we got like a, he wasn't a little person. We He's got, just shriveled. We found somebody in body purgatory. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. like, he looked like he was dying soon. So yeah. We just <laughs> Let's put him in a movie. How now, sweet are we, right? <laughs> I'm, look, I'm
1: looking at a picture of you as as the girl character and the prosthetics on the booty are solid,
3: man. Oh, that's my ass. That's <laughs> your ass. That's your, ass. That's your ass. That's a, You got an apple ass. Um, so, so... With, with this, obviously, people don't realize because lo- you make it look seamless. You did it like with with a uh, um, you know with a uh, little man and 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 all these these things that and, and still making it work. But like if if you're talking to a character, another character that you're playing, it has to be
8: someone else over the shoulder, yeah. wearing similar clothing. So you have to have people that match. You have body you up. doubles, and sometimes, but with the body doubles, that's when you do one angle. So that's over the shoulder, right? But every other angle, literally, they re- replaced the body double because some of them kept moving. And it was me talking to a stick with a like pink piece of tape on it, and that was my eyeliner.
3: So like Peter Sellers in Doctor Strange plays a number of different characters, but yes. it, there's there's not scenes like in this where there's physical comedy happening between both the characters you're playing at the same time.
8: If you're gonna do it, you gotta step it up a notch. And I feel like when uh when Peter Sellers did like Pity Stella stepped it up from Charlie Chaplin's uh, The Dictator. Right. And then Richard Pryor stepped it up a notch when he did Which Way Is Up? Mm -hmm. Eddie took it up one more notch when he did Nutty Professor and The the Clumps and all the other great Coming to America. And I think this one, uh, we had to take it up a notch, and that's why we did the interacting with each other. We did, like, Avengers technology, but on a soul plane budget. (laughs) All right. Were Were you
3: using, like, what they call deep fake stuff? Where you can you can put you know you can see what they can we do we use
8: motion capture motion capture okay so the camera would be moving and I would have to film the same scene doing wow. different characters if I had four characters in a scene I had to film that same scene at least four different times you
3: know what I think and I i I love I love your stuff I, I think it's uh, a lot of it is just you, you go for it and I, I think Jerry Lewis you talk about Jerry yeah. Lewis Jerry Lewis was a dude as I'm just gonna try it I'm yeah. gonna go for it. So it, you know, but I do imagine, as you said earlier, sometimes you got to be in the middle of it,
8: saying, "What the f am I doing?" I, that I happened on day two. I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I finished this movie. Y'all ever seen? Um, you ever seen that episode of? Uh, it, it was a the cartoon. It was Bugs Bunny, yeah. and Daffy Duck, and they kept one upping each other, mm-hmm. and with the Daff- shot, yeah, and Daffy Duck finally drank all this gasoline <laughs> and these yeah. explosives yeah. and he set himself on fire and he blew up. Yep. Pow! And Bugs was like, you finally did it. Yeah. And B- and Daffy's going to heaven. He goes, yeah, but I could only do it once. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how I felt yeah. <laughs> at the end of this movie. I could only do it once. Oh.
3: How much are you inspired? Because I've, I've always said, if you want a complete course in comedy, the Looney Tunes, the Bugs Bunny oh, stuff. Come
8: on, man. That, that, but... but Here's the thing. If you look at Eddie Murphy when he did Axel Foley, Axel Foley is Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And like literally I never thought of that. Wow. Looney You're Tunes right. is the yeah. great because he goes into a situation, he could talk to everybody, yep. and he makes everything work. Every situation, every complication, he fast talks somebody, he I does a character, yeah. and he gets
6: through it. He stays Lo- cool the whole time. Exactly. And right.
8: egg think on everybody else's face and we're all confused. But see, Looney Tunes they were a great sketch show. They were a great yeah. co- uh, uh, sitcom. They were great characters. Like if you really study, th- th- and I know we sound like we smoked the biggest blunt. <laughs> like you look, Looney Tunes was genius. No, no it's true. Literally, it yeah. I learned comedy watching the Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck was a great buddy comedy. Because yeah. also there's
3: the verbal comedy, which is great. And but the, but like this with the this the pop with visual yes. pop culture and, and yes. all this stuff that you're doing. I mean, there's there's a lot. Just on a jet, and you're talking about like on a sole plane budget, but but I mean, there's a lot of stuff like this where I, I'm I'm looking and saying, how did, how do you pull Dude, this
8: off? This movie should have cost uh, at least a hundred million dollars, and we should have filmed it in, in over a cost of one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty days. We filmed this in fifty days on a twenty-eight million dollar budget. So Netflix is. is Netflix. So basically, I did the movie for a dollar fifty.
3: I like how you 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 keep at it though, because there's this kind. Of, I always think there's a, a kind of place for this stuff because when you can, you, you know, like I like independent films. Like The Purge, for example, comes to mind, and those movies where they they take they come up with a concept that no one has really done. And you can do something a little different and inventive. And that, right. you like
8: to do that, yeah. but that comes at a cost, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. They're not making many movies anymore. Right. right? Or unique office movies. And unique movies. Yeah. And for me, I like to, I, when it's all said and done and I'm gone and I'm dead, um, with, I just want to leave behind a bunch of, Attempts at making people smile, and if I if I change your mood and you watch something I did and you smile, yeah. then I'm still living in, right. in my eyes. I st- I can still la- watch Lucille Ball, and I can still laugh. It at still works. Her eating the chocolate off the assembly line. Damn. It still works. Great physical comedy. Still works. yeah. I think this is
1: uh, timely as well, sextuplets, because it's around this time because, you know, in vitro fertilization started happening, all these multiples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started, and they're growing up now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious as to how your character ended up finding out about six, five other siblings they didn't know
8: about. Uh, well, if you have a Netflix account, you, you can, can find out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. it okay.
8: nowadays. No, basically he finds a newspaper article. He goes to visit his mom yeah. and his brother, Russell, who's played by me, tells him Bob is dead. Yeah. And so he finds an old school um, newspaper article with a saying that. They were that and it names all the the, okay. the sex tuplets, and so he finds out then that there's six sex tuplets, and they go on a road trip. Him and his brother Russell, who's never left left the house, yeah. Russell's a couch potato, and him and Russell go on a journey to find the rest of their siblings. Okay.
3: Which which character did you did you enjoy? Because there's a number of them that, and. You walk that fine line with not, not, you play them to their level. You, you know, you're, you're finding the the core character. Which character do you enjoy playing I, the most?
8: They're like your kids. It's like, you know, yeah, some aren't as cute as the other. His parents, you know, it's not as cute. Is I, it the one that requires the I'll least I'll hug the ugly one more. <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: but you love them all.
8: And yes, and I don't mean to be shallow, but I did. gravitate to the one who had the least amount of makeup. I like the one that looked most like me. Like you,
6: yeah. (laughs) Uh, You gotta assume that uh, obviously it's a comedy, but there's gonna be there's gotta be a heart to this movie. Yeah. And is there like a nature versus nurture thing going on here as well?
8: Um, I think it's more about, yeah, it's more of a family theme. Being gotten from a big family Mm -hmm. like, you know, the theme of the movie really is family's gonna get you in trouble. Family is going to get on your nerves. Family's gonna take things from you. But when it comes down to it, the you loving your family is the best thing that you can do because they're always going to have you back. That, runs, that, through, that runs through a lot from of your my stuff. family. Cause yeah. I, that's yeah. not even about the movie. That's what I feel about my family right. inside. Yeah. I I don't like Sean.
6: <laughs> he was just here. He said the same thing about you. <laughs> we don't like each other, but I love him. Yeah, yeah. Right,
3: you know right.
4: what yeah. I mean. Yeah, oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He was
3: talking about that. he was talking about the the, the 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 white chicks and how that that makeup which. Yeah. was was excruciating, crazy, and you talk about doing that stuff but you do it because you you love, but stuff. at least
8: I had him there, yeah, and yeah. I could talk to him and we wrote books and, like we was c- very creative in makeup. this was like I was a navy seal on a mission <laughs> by myself yeah. in outer space I talked to it was just me, I was talking to myself, there was like no other cast members around <laughs> it was a sad, lonely, miserable, hot journey <laughs>
3: in a way it must be like like stand up because you you're you're um you're, you know, you're you're bouncing off you. And you, it's it's hard. Your director's obviously going to give you feedback. There's
8: an audience there to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Crews don't laugh, <laughs> they just eat lunch and crab <laughs> service. Yeah. You know how funny you got to be to make yeah. a crew member laugh? It's too much work. Well, didn't Rodney Dangerfield, he
6: thought he was, was, was it in Caddyshack? Yeah. He it's thought he, Caddy was doing Shack. A, he was doing a terrible job. Because, no one because
3: nobody was laughing. Nobody yeah, was yeah. <laughs> laughing. Let me ask, because your cast is great. You got you got uh, uh, Mike Lee in Black. You yes, got he's Ma- very funny.
8: Shannon's awesome. He's great in the movie. Yeah.
3: And uh, it's in
8: it De- Debbie Morgan. Debbie Morgan, yeah. Brisha Webb, Glenn yeah. Turman. It, it's good to have good, solid uh, actors around you. Makes you step your game up. I mean, Glenn is a very solid actor. Brisha Webb is an amazing actress. She holds down playing the love interest really well.
3: You just love her. I've seen her in stuff before, and she's just, you she just naturally love I her. I
8: believe in people, and I cast them. I've been casting Breesha Webb for like seven, the last seven to ten years. And right. Because I go. Hollywood, you got to bet on this perfect. I knew Tiffany Haddish was funny seven years ago. I had on a show called Funniest Wins. Yeah. I, when I believe in you, I put you in stuff. Yeah. No, Essence cool. Atkins, amazing. Can I ask you, because... Uh, you can ask me
6: anything. I'm going to ask you this, and you don't have to answer it. Um, I, I want to go back to Requiem for a Dream, because you were so damn good in that. And I don't see you doing dramatic stuff. Uh, it Was that the last thing
8: I saw, besides, like, a G.I. Joe? But Hollywood like, hates me. Stop it. <laughs> they don't cast me in anything.
6: How could they see you in that and, and hate you? Like,
8: I... I I don't know why. I think God purposely wants me to have the longest road ever. I'm going to make it, make it when I'm like Morgan Freeman's age. I'm just going to be like the black guy that's been around. We watched him age. I have moles on my face now. And you look at me different like, oh, he can play God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but the fact that I've been around for years, and yeah, I Requiem for a Dream. I went to performing arts high school, so dramatic arts, I do that. I just actually did my second drama. It's a dramedy. It's uh, with Sofia Coppola directing um, Rashida Jones starring with Bill Murray. And it's called uh, uh, On the Rocks. That'll be out, I think, later this year. So, I, I like taking different moves to the basket to showcase what I could do. I've done I've worked with great directors: Darren Aronofsky, Requiem for a Dream, yeah, yeah. the Coen Brothers. Um, you know, uh, now Sofia Coppola. Like, I have a great filmography, mm-hmm. and it, it's crazy because if you look at what I've done and the characters I've played, I've played a junkie. Yeah, I've played a a, 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 a crack no a, a weed head. I've played a, um, a a white person, a white woman. <laughs> I've played a, a fat guy. I've played a ghetto girl, and I've played. Uh, two little people. <laughs> I deserve some kind of award for versatility. You <laughs> do. Denzel's dope. He's never played a little person or a white woman. My God. What about directing? Does that hold any fascination for you? I, I, listen, as a producer and a writer, I I can direct the director. Yeah. Meaning, like, I could give the director notes, but I, I'm not going to take credit for something I'm not doing. Like, right. a director, you have to... Like, I, I I do too much. I have too much... I have ADHD, and it doesn't work for directing because when you're directing, you got to only direct for a year. Dude, do you know that every year for the past, like, last year I did a a, a TV show, 10 episodes of a television show. I did two movies. I did a a special, a a stand-up special, and I toured. There's no way I can direct, too. So if when I'm sit my black ass down <laughs> and the ADHD stops, or I find the right kind of weed to settle me down, I'll direct. But until then, I, I just like doing, man. It's you know, so it,
5: funny to see why why some movies hit and and some don't, because you mentioned the Coen brothers. I thought Lady Killers was a phenomenal movie. And me, too.
8: God yeah. hates me.
5: <laughs> but it, it's you and Tom Hanks and the Coen brothers and, and Raising Arizona and Lebowski are these cult classics yes. and, and huge hits. And Lady Killers, in my uh, humble opinion, it's just as funny, and and in huge part because of you and you're, the and the dynamic between you and Tom
8: Hanks is phenomenal. And what's his name? Uh, J.K. Well, Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, was absolutely. Hilarious. You know, I it the was kind of stupid because it was sort of you a remake the Waffle hunt. That was a great, like, but it, I just, and I don't know why they they crapped all over that. I, th- I, I the Because was great... I was in it. You don't, they're after me. They've been after me for 35 years. I can't catch a break. The, I played seven people in the movie just now. The critics are killing me. The audience loves me. The critics
3: hate me. Please remember that Jerry Lewis got the same stuff. He got the same, he got, the critics were would crap, I mean, like the Aaron Boy and stuff like that, and they were not kind to movies like that that are now considered classics. So, all I know is that when I watch your
8: stuff, I crack up, and that's that's the litmus test. And that's but here's the thing that's what I do it for. I, I do it for the audience, and I do it for the laughs. And yeah, you know, humor is a very hard thing to judge, and sometimes a comedian will blow himself up literally if I have to, like Daffy Duck. to get a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it really like Jim Carrey would tie his. Junk. Junk? Thank you for the word. Yeah. I was I was searching. I was like, I don't want to get a radio show canceled. I like these guys. He would tie his junk into a balloon animal. If it's gonna make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of comedian I am. Like yeah. if you ever, like I like to make people laugh. I don't want you coming to my show to think. You can think afterward. But I want you to, when you come watch something I do, I want you to not think, I'm not going to change your life. I just want to change your mood. Put a smile on your face. Yeah. So like do you
2: that. tie your junk then?
8: <laughs> I do, actually. Okay. It's really amazing. I, I can don't... turn it upside down. <laughs> cool. It's weird. i <laughs> yeah. I put the, pine- the beans above the <laughs> right, fridge yeah, yeah. But you can only do it once. You can only <laughs> do, it do, it do it once.
1: It. <laughs> 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 so you'll be back in <laughs> Philly, I was reading. You're going you're gonna to get out and do some uh, touring on the road, I guess. You're going to be at Punchline in November. Yes. Be see, back here in Philly. Do I
8: don't direct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, November twenty second through the twenty twenty third and twenty fourth, I will be at the Punchline in Philly. Actually, and September fourteenth, I will be doing a big concert at the National Harbor, MGM National Harbor Theater in uh, DC. Okay. So, you know
3: what I'm waiting for? But I'm put, put in the request the, like an anniversary edition or a collection of, of uh, in don't, color. Don't be a, no. Don't oh, be a Don't menace. Be
8: a Menace. That oh. was I want to do a, a sequel of Don't Be is, a Menace. It's so. Damn good. If you ever smoked weed, it's the best movie ever. (laughs) Like, kids find this now. I got 13-year-olds going... Look, dog, I love don't be a menace. <laughs> this is why like we never try to make a movie. We yeah. always try to make a classic. Right. Something that 30 years later, generations find it and go, yo, this movie and white chicks, people still go, I love this movie. When are you doing a sequel? It was 15 years ago. Your lip was going twisted the wrong way. <laughs> what you say about my mama? <laughs> Picture him now. I, I, he has kids that I, he don't know. Uh, His his hair lines were seated, so he only has three antennas. <laughs> I, love, I love a dad who's, who's younger, a,
3: a kid who's older <laughs> yeah. than his yeah. father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Hey, uh,
1: we got to wrap things up. I'm looking on you. your Instagram account, though, and I see a picture of you and John Travolta together. Yes. He just walked into our green room. We're going to have him in next.
8: What's up, John? Yeah. You following me?
4: Yeah.
8: <laughs> see, he's smelled my cologne. He's like, I- I'm getting on the jet. John got his own planes, yeah, so yeah, he can follow yeah. me anywhere.
4: Yeah.
8: <laughs> hey, after this, I'm going to, uh, back up to uh, Baltimore. You want to <laughs> join me there, John? I love Travolta, there? man. I've been big fan of his since I was a kid. He's man. great. You understand. Like, like yesterday, uh, Billy uh, – of Fallon was doing impressions of yes, Travolta. Yeah. I can't do a Travolta impression because he dances way too good. Yeah. He dances like a brother, I dance like a white guy. <laughs> and the thing about it is, I, I can't do John Travolta way too cool, but I could do all the other sweat hogs. Like, ooh, 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 oh pick me, ooh, <ew>, Mr. And then Larry Tilton Jacob, Mr. Contest Yes! <laughs> you
1: got oh it. Oh my yeah. god. Well listen, Sextuplets is out today on Netflix. Go watch that and then get yourself set as uh, uh, Marlon's going to be back in town November at Punchline Philly, so we will definitely see him in, man. It's always great to see you. are a great guest. Hey, You're a great you, talent. We love you. We're I big appreciate
8: fans. you guys. Thank you so much. Let's hear it. Marlon Williams, yeah! guys. Best radio show in Philly. All Thanks, right. man.
1: We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. John Travolta in the
7: studio next. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
3: Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond engagement rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: All right, friend, it is uh, about 10 a.m.
7: on this Friday morning with
1: the President and Steve show. And a lot of buzz around the studio. We've had uh, several guests on the program this morning and one more to go before the end of the program. And we're excited to have him here in the studio promoting a film called The Fanatic. It'll be in theaters. It's wild. On August 30th. Yes, it is. And we're going to ask him all about it. Please welcome the one and only Mr. John Travolta to our studio. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Doing wonderful. Nice to see you.
10: You sound good. Thank you. I Feel
1: good. <laughs> feel very good. You know what as I was introducing you I'm uh, and and I said welcome to Philadelphia. You
3: shot a film here in Philadelphia. I did. I shot Blowout. Yeah, that, which is a, Brian De Palma, a yeah. great movie. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I yeah. agree. Uh so this movie we want to talk about The Fanatic which is uh, I actually when we I was started watching it I I wanted to go into a cold and uh it's it's a it's a big departure for the kind of roles that you play. Mm-hmm. It's it's a horror suspense, but it also takes a peek inside the world of of TMZ and fandom and fandom run fanatical and your your character is is very unique and from what I understand the character was written with you in mind, is that correct?
10: Yeah, it was Fred Durst from the Limp Bizkit. But, yeah. he, he he wrote it and he directed it. And I I will say that he is quite inspired as a a director and as an actor even. Right. And he helped quite a bit. He would improvise with me prior to the takes. And he designed this character. And uh, I understood it because I am a fan. I'm a a fan as much as we all are. And I think if you don't understand that, um, whether it's sports or whether it's the arts or icons or, you know, whomever you admire, you can't do this kind of role. It's it's funny because John because there, I I I collect things. I have movie.
3: I'm a massive movie fan. I'm a huge fan of yours as well. And there there is something that and it's your character exemplifies in the movies. Well, some just to, to be able to get the tactile sensation of touching something that a celebrity or you, you know there's this bizarre thing. I remember it's it's odd as I was watching the movie. I was thinking the story that Gene Siskel of Siskel and Ebert. It was very important for him to own the white suit that you wore on Saturday That's night, correct. And, and, yeah. and he owned that. It was a, like a, mm-hmm. a, a holy grail for him. Yes, so and you then could've... Jane
10: Fonda bought it, right? right? So and, you... uh, yeah, it's, you're uh, completely correct. You know, but this particular guy, this character I play, is um, he's a man child. He, yeah. he he is maybe a little bit on the spectrum, which explains his irrational behavior. However, that being said, he's picked on mm-hmm. and bullied at work. And everyone bullies him, but he's so used to it that he handles it. But when his favorite person in the world bullies him, this movie star, he doesn't know how to handle it. He gets confused. And when he gets confused, he does really odd things. And you'll see in the film that he goes over the line. But so does the movie star. Yeah. and The movie star goes over the line equally as well, you know, by by torture. And his inability
1: to to pick up on social cues, it just takes it down a path where it's like, oh, no. And I got to tell you, John, the entire time while watching this movie – I don't think there was a moment where something on my body wasn't clenched, yeah. <laughs> whether it was my hands or my mouth or even
3: my butt cheeks.
1: I, mean, I, got, I was just like, it was tense. Well, because like, it's the whole thing. Nothing you know?
3: times up. The yeah. point when you finally get to have this moment with the Hunter Dunbar's his, his name mm-hmm. is, is yeah. the, the, the character. Uh, he's just, he has a, he has a bad experience, and you just happen to come upon him at that time, and it, everything it, it never sinks up right. So that starts That's correct.
10: It's also a, a movie about bad timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you some. Know? Because yeah. if he had just been in the right mood and gotten his, uh, had his autograph, he would have been over. Yeah, yeah. But of course, then we wouldn't have had a movie. Yes. <laughs> well, what I
2: thought was brilliant was that you, are, I loved that your character before all that started to happen. So you almost, uh, I almost. Felt bad, And I was like, well, it's not that bad that he's doing some of these things, you know, <laughs> yes. but then it progresses into the movie. But you really made me love that character before you found out the other stuff.
10: Yeah, thanks. Uh, I wanted him to be loved because I feel like everyone is a little bit of the character Moose. Mm-hmm. We all have a little Moose in us. It's just how far do we take it? And if we didn't have Moose in us, how would we be, you know, ourselves... Uh, to create an effect on others. Yeah, but I de-
2: might be in your plane, Lee.
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, H- Hunter Devin Sawa is that the actor who's playing a uh, uh, hunter?
3: Correct. Yeah. So again, he's nobody's nobody's all that awesome in this. Everyone's got you know yes. even his friends, are, quote unquote friends, are not that good as far as friends. Correct. A- and I like that because <laughs> that's that's sort of real. But I like also the peek into the side of the. The people who are out on the street who make money. You know, you're dressing up as a as a as a bobby. You know, to pick up some money, and and there are these things going on in that world. That sort of, for some reason, Hollywood, when depicted in a in a seedier fashion, always appeals to me. It's like yes. a Raymond Chandler sort of.
10: Well, also and, maybe that's a bit of the truth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But the, the, in a way, that's sort of, in, that's almost sort of. Enticing too that yes. bizarre, that bizarre aspect. I, mean, yeah, I
10: love how it, uh, L.A. is per, um, depicted in this film. I think it's very real and and tragic. Yeah. almost, you know. I,
3: I thought
1: in watching the movie at first, and, and now seeing you today, I probably know it's not the case. But I thought maybe you would cut your own hair uh, for the role.
10: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really cool because I said uh, when I loved the script and wanted to do it, I said to Fred Durst, "What what do we do about how he looks? I mean, what are?" And, you know, the Hawaiian shirt was an obvious kind of choice. There's bad shorts and bad sneakers and all that. But I said, what about the hair? Yeah. And, look. and he said, well, what do you think about mullets? <laughs> and I said, mm, I don't know. It's overdone. And he said, well, there's a there's a lot of different kinds.
4: <laughs>
10: <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to look? I So I looked on on the Internet, about 100 different types. And boom, suddenly there was this guy, this dude, with the exact haircut Moose has, with glasses and I, I texted it to Fred, and I said, I, I found the look. I found yeah. it. So, and he said, I agree. This is the right uh, way to go.
4: I right. have
3: to tell you, I was at it, and when I saw this character of Moose, I told, I've i told you guys this story. I was at a convention one time, one of these conventions. I am a real fan like this. Not Moose level, but, and Adam West was there. The original oh, Batman. So Adam there. West. There yeah. was a guy who looks exactly like your character in this knapsack, the whole th- the, the backpack. Uh-huh. With about 50 cans of Fresca in that in that thing. <laughs> and that same sort of delivery. And you, you, you work on this character with that. Mr. West, Mr. West. And he's, you know, sort of that thing. And so your, your heart sort of, you know that this is not just a, a hobby. It's his life. And there is a difference. It's the yeah.
10: professional fan that the usurps uh, signatures and sells them. Right. And then there's the guy that ain't selling nothing. Yeah. And is going to keep it. And that's Moose. Moose is not getting rid of any of his memorabilia at all. So th- how do you detect the difference? I don't know. Yeah, but definitely there is a difference.
1: And and yeah. you're you're known to be fan friendly. When when you when the opportunity is right and that person does approach you respectfully, uh, yeah, respectfully. Do you, you you know what you're giving them? I, I would think you know this is a very special moment for them.
10: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I grew up being a fan, so I right. understood. Right. And I remember a very famous movie star who will remain nameless, <laughs> but um, he kind of you know just discarded my my this was before I was famous. And I decided that if i I ever became famous, I would never do that, so I live by that motto, you know, but again, how do you navigate the the line of privacy and
3: yeah, it is that?
10: a tough line because yeah. and again with with people who, who who approach you
3: and and you you know we always think in that listen we 're on local radio, but whatever the stories so if somebody comes up it's you know you every time the, the edict is you you shake hands, you say hi, you do the deal because that's an important that's an important thing. And, and, and you know, sometimes as what as what happens with Hunter, the star in this, he lets his life cloud his remembering because yes. it starts off with a quote from him. I'm nothing without my fans, but mm-hmm. he doesn't right. abide by that.
10: Well, sometimes there are good people that are bad celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it. Right. So my cure to that always has been don't go out unless you're in the mood for it.
3: That's good. Good
10: okay. rule. Yeah. You know, are you in the frame of mind if you go out to dinner to be interrupted, bothered, whatever, take pictures? And if you are, go out. Yeah. If you're not, that's just part of the very small price you pay for this glorious life that we have.
5: Well, uh, yeah. case in point, in 1996, you met a nice uh, 21-year-old young man in Beverly Hills, California. And uh, I had a job at the time <laughs> where I was I was driving around cars uh, for Enterprise Rent-A-Car in Beverly Hills, and I, and I saw you. And my, my the only thing that I could think to say was... Oh, my God, that's John Travolta. (laughs) And and you you came over and uh, you looked me in the eye just like you did 10 minutes ago and shook my hand and said, hi, it's very nice to meet you. And and then you went about your day, but you couldn't have been more pleasant. And I've heard countless stories of how kind you are to people. And it's not hard to be nice. And I think people just lose sight of that. It's it's really easy to just. Being a decent, nice person to and everybody also, else.
10: Let's face it: what you resist, you become. The more you withdraw from it, the worse it gets. So just you know, own it. Yeah. You By know? the way,
3: I want to tell you on the shaved head thing, I, I endorse it 100. <laughs> percent You look good. I. I, uh, I and it, there's a movie that I love of yours. I don't. A lot of people are not familiar with it. They should be. It's from Paris with Love. Oh hell yeah! And <laughs> damn, you are the baddest badass in that movie. <laughs> Preston, you, this movie will rock your world, and, okay, I and, and John is amazing at it. Who's that's the director of that?
10: Uh, that's the guy that did uh, the – the, um, oh, gosh, you've tested me now. Yeah, he's great. He's done a whole bunch he's, of stuff that's similar. Fantastic. but fantastic. Did you enjoy making that film? I loved it Yeah, because they were demanding stunts and action that I've never, you know, had done before, and I had to do them myself. And I love the badass character. He was just whatever. He, he was bold. Yeah. Pierre Morel
5: is that new? Yes,
10: there's the some morel. Yeah, there you go. Thank yeah. you. Well, I looked it up. You've so. saved <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> what would you prefer, stunts or dancing? Dancing. Dancing. Yeah.
3: dancing come on <laughs> any day well, did Pit, pitbull inspire is he, is he he yeah he's my buddy he's your buddy you're in yeah. a video of his I, I
10: love my pitbull he's he's uh i met him 3 years ago just to reach out and tell him you know how much as a fan right and then he's such a brilliant entrepreneur he got thinking about it and he said hmm, maybe i should put him in one of my videos dancing cuz nobody's dancing very much anymore you know Right. He, he does but right nobody else really so i thought well hell i'll What's, join him and I, I, I think to... Christopher. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, right. I think Christopher Walken has
1: danced in every <laughs> single movie, if, if, even if it's yeah. for just a, a quick shuzzle, shuffle shuffle yeah. step. I think
10: yeah. in yeah. every well, single a, he's role a, he's ever done. Got a Broadway history. Yeah. Yeah. music. yeah. And know, you danced
1: absolutely. with
6: him in uh, in Hairspray. I certainly did. <laughs> yes, he played my husband.
10: That's yeah. right. <laughs> I um.
6: So I wanted to ask you because you you had three movies in a row that that I really. Loved of yours, and it started with wild hogs. I can't believe I loved it as much as i, I mean I was laughing out loud it's a funny movie it is a funny movie it really is yeah. it surprised me with how funny it was i don't know if that's a backhanded compliment or whatever but no
10: it, it's a funny movie and yeah. who would have thought a bunch of old guys and motorcycles would be that funny but yeah. your
6: character in, as edna turnblatt in hairspray and i love that movie i have songs from that movie in my ipod um uh you can't stop the beat is a really really great Matt song Kurt, yeah um and then followed by bolt and, uh, yeah, yeah. speaking of, of songs, he's not kidding. Guys, I'm not kidding. I, I have, uh, I nearly lost you that you, it was a duet that you did with Miley Cyrus. Yes. I have that on my iPod. Do you really? I do. I really, I, I, and I thought you sounded great in that. So this is a long diatribe, but would you prefer singing or dancing?
10: Ah, uh, I'd still prefer dancing, but I enjoy singing because I did both as a, an early professional yeah. in order to work in New York, you had to sing, you had to act, you had to dance. Three chances of getting employment. Yeah. So I enjoyed all of them. Yeah. But I'm most comfortable dancing and then and then probably acting and singing. I just uh, happened to be able to hold a pretty good tune, you know. Well, I, I had a very high, uh, like almost a high baritone or tenor. You still do. Voice, yes. You still do. I mean, in, in bolts in that
6: song. And I, I, I yes. would ask anybody that... You know, has a, an iTunes account or whatever. Listen to
10: the song if you haven't heard it
6: before. It's it's the song it ends, uh, that ends. He's played it for
3: us many times, uh,
6: <laughs> maybe. But it's the song that runs at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, it
10: just seems that my voice is like, for instance, uh, you're the one that I want in Greece. Yeah. And Bolt song. There's this high, you know, range that yeah. I sing in that it has to, It's kind of different than most people, so it's it's kind of identifiable as my. Niche or something as a singer.
6: I love the way you sing. You're the one that because you're like you're the one that I woohoo.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot
3: of yodels in that, in that, in that song. A lot yeah. of yodels. Uh, so with the career as long as yours, getting back to the, to the fanatic, it's uh, biblical. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you.
3: How have? I, it seems I never hear stories of you. I, there never seems to be a situation like a moose ending up. You know, you you, you don't seem to draw that kind of...
10: I don't because I think I, because I embrace my fans. Yeah. And I actually communicate with them. There is not that urge to, I'm not a mystery as much, you know, and I'm I'm not a can't have.
3: Right, right. And if,
10: as soon as you become a can't have, it starts a frenzy, you know.
3: Do you do you, so? Uh, some people are calling it a horror suspense. You know, do you do you like things of of the, uh, the things that make you uncomfortable? I like the
10: ones I've done. Like, yeah, I love mm. Carrie. You know, yeah. when I was a, a kid. I did that movie. And, was that your first f- major film? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, with Brian De Palma, and then we got together again for Blowout, and I certainly love that.
3: Which is so we work obviously with audio. It, it took the the. Class classic film blow up and made it audio. Yes, exactly. And, and, uh, and uh, so I remember thinking, and I thought, with the editing and all that stuff, it actually was one of the things, like, I, I think I want to do this. Uh, but <laughs> it was, it, it's, Brian it's... De Palma is a brilliant, de- did you see the documentary on, on him recently? I he, haven't. He goes on about you in really? it, and just nothing but accolades and, and working with you. But it's it's, it's a really cool insight to when, the moon. When
10: did this come out? I'd love I, to see I, it. I, it's, it's on, it's, I watched it on Netflix? Yeah, yeah Netflix, it's probably all over the place. I'm yeah, going to yeah. have to see that yeah. one. Yeah. Because I love documentaries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're my favorite. Entertainment.
3: There's yes. actually, CNN is doing a good series on movies now, a are documentary they? series, and you are figuring prominently in
10: it as well.
1: Wow. Yeah.
10: Two things to watch. <laughs> John,
1: I wanted to ask, in in The Fanatic, uh, your character Moose mentions a couple of times uh, somebody you've worked with before, and that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. yes. Uh, and She's got
10: two pools. I, I, got,
1: <laughs> I got a kick out of hearing that, because yeah. I'm sure you guys are friends, uh, or have been over the years, and maybe it's, maybe it's been a while, but has word gotten back to? Her that, uh, or have you heard from her that she's mentioned in that?
10: Not yet, but soon. Okay. <laughs> soon, I invited her to the premiere, so maybe uh, okay. She'll learn that. Yeah. That
1: <laughs> I thought was that Fred's idea to include that,
10: or or yeah, did he write he that, that? in? Uh, okay. he, he wrote uh, that. All the dialogue is. I improvised quite a bit, but but all the primary dialogue is Fred's. Okay. Because it seems it seems,
3: but you, I was reading that you he was working with you sort of. Um, Asking questions to Moose to yes. incite responses, so that so that you started to
10: think. Well, that's and that, the actor, in, right? And Fred is—he's a really terrific actor as well as a director. But he—he's the only you know director I have worked with that actually could do this. But he would legitimately improvise with me as Moose, and it got me in the frame of mind. And then I would go to each department. I would go to the lighting department, the wardrobe, the, the makeup, hair, and I'd I'd be in character and I'd have them ask me questions. And it was like a jogger nut. And as soon as Fred sensed that I had arrived at right. the, the, moose zone, <laughs> the moose zone, boom, yeah, we do action. That's wow. cool. And it was a very, very great way to – there's nothing better for an actor to prep than for someone to ask them questions about them. As,
3: in the character. Is, in the character. So is
10: that, to think in the character. Is, is yeah. that
3: classically what we would refer to as method?
10: No, I'd say it, it's a method. Okay. I, I don't know if it's the classic method because it is more about reliving – Past incidents and things. I think this is, more and you never of... had a mullet. <laughs> and I never had a mullet. <laughs> but but I do think that that uh, assuming the beingness of a character quickly is where you want to be right. when you do a role, and it helps you to be that when you're asked questions. Before you you go on. Sure. You know, it's it's nice. You didn't have a a mullet,
5: but you did have a long hair in Pulp Fiction. And uh, I get you in my phone fairly frequently. When I'm not, uh, when I'm running late to the gym, my my trainer will send me a text and it's just you doing the looking around (laughs) me in in Pulp Fiction. Uh, In that role, you you played such um, an interesting character because you're lost a lot of the time. And, you know, you're in this haze, uh, but you're also in this, like, euphoria. Where did you...
10: How, where did that come from? That that it's I'm- a it's a very good question because you know he's a hitman but he's also heroin a chip what they call a chippy A weekend yeah, yeah. heroin addict and uh, I thought well I have no reality on that I'm gonna have to find out so I interviewed several heroin addicts and and asked them about how they felt in the and then finally one day I said look I'm never gonna do it so you have to help me understand that feeling and he said okay well I really can't but if you have to know the little begin the beginning of the feeling is get really drunk on tequila and lay in a body of warm water. Hmm. And he said, that little bit of feeling is the beginning of that. Did you so do I, that? I did that. And, of course, when I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not a drinker either, but when I did it, everyone I knew wanted to join me in, in, in the experiment. Oh, that sounds cool. What, what, what are we doing now? Okay, we are doing my character study together tomorrow night. <laughs> that, that sounds like fun. I want to do that. It so. was fun. And then, it, and then from there I grew. And then with the descriptions that they told me and, and uh, I was able to design it. But that's even Quentin didn't know all the time what I was doing because I he just trusted me. He said, John, will f- I don't why he's walking that slow. Why he's talking. This, so I'll figure it out later. But he, let, tr- you I, he, he let you he go. He just let you go. Let me go. Wow. Because I think the great ones do that. Mm-hmm. Brian De Palma and Quentin and Robert Altman and uh, Mike Nichols, all those guys I worked with all had that one thing in common. They <laughs> hired you. You're 90 percent there. Ten percent is guiding you here and there. Is that
3: what happened? So it's Saturday Night Fever. John Badham was the director. Yeah, he
10: let me go because I said, Badham, you're from Texas. I'm from New York. I know this guy better. Yeah. yeah so leave me alone. I'll help you with me and then I won't interfere with how you direct it's it. It's got to be the ultimate compliment as an actor to, for, them, for a director to say, you got it. It is, yeah. and it's the smartest. Yeah, yeah. If, if the, the actor is trustworthy. Right. I, I think it's the only way to go, um, because otherwise you get a mediocre performance as opposed to a, a, a kind of higher-end performance.
3: I want to ask you, you've worked with John Woo twice, right? Oh, yes. So you did Face Off and Broken Arrow, and, and for a guy who's so incredibly likable... You play a m- incredibly adroit prick right? in those wow. movies. You are so evil.
10: I haven't figured
3: that <laughs> out yet. How is that
10: possible? <laughs>
3: and it, that, I, but it seems to me you enjoyed it so much, especially with playing basically Nicolas Cage. Yes. I, I, with, <laughs> with that. And you are so hilariously evil in that. Did you? Did, was that
10: just a joy? It was a joy. Yeah. And, and it was easier for me than it was for Nicholas. Because he had to tamp down. Well, Nicholas really had to find me yeah. somewhere. And he had a hard time finding me in the movies because I'm different in most movies. But Nicholas is very specific in his talk and his right. behavior. And so it was a little easier for me to grasp his side of it than it was for him to grasp my side.
2: So I wanted to ask you, uh, let's get away from acting for a second. I wanted to ask you about your planes and your <laughs> pilot's license. Uh, sure. What ratings do you have? Ready
10: for the long list. Well, so I have a
2: couple <laughs> of friends that are that are pilots, and so uh, I'm I'm a little bit familiar with it.
10: Okay, I have 10,000 hours in the air. Jeez. it's quite a bit. I have, wow. um, let's see, uh, 12 jet ratings, 747, 707, Gulfstream, um, Citation, Lear, um, Hawker, Falcon jet, um, uh, two, three fighter, different fighter jets.
6: No kidding. Oh, wow. wait, wait, which which fighter? Because Preston and I have both uh, flown in fighter
1: jets.
10: Yeah, I went we up didn't with the. Pilot it. No, I, I, <laughs> went,
1: I got to fly oh, little. I went up with the. I went up with the Blue Angels. And, well, one, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. How the, was the media flight? It was amazing. Did they
10: make you sick? I passed out and puked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't go with them because <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, have pr- I have too much pride to end up, uh, uh, you know, doing that. But, yeah, it was an
1: yeah. fa eighteen. You were in an F sixteen because he was with the air. National Guard. I wore um, a G suit, so I didn't pass out or get yeah. sick.
10: Well, but that's a non- good for juice. you. Yeah. Well, you have to tell them before. You have to say, you know what? I don't want to get sick. Please <laughs> don't make me, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's my, my, uh, my, you know. And
2: how many years? How long did it take?
10: Oh, God, I've been flying since I was 16 okay really it's just it blows my mind when I see a shot of you sitting in the
3: cockpit of a 707 because I, mean, I I know I my my litmus test has always been if you've ever locked your keys in your car you shouldn't be a pilot so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know but, and but but uh, to me that re- you it requires such a skill set and an attention to detail uh, and you just legitimately you know we know about it, like David Gilmore is a pilot and, and there's a lot of people just just love it I, I, I'm I'm thrilled with the notion, but I would never do it because I know my own limitations. But, I mean, when you get behind the, you know, when you're flying a 747, you know, are you white-knuckling it or are you just in, in absolute
10: ecstasy? No, I find that the bigger the plane, the more almost simple it is. Uh, really? Yeah, and less complex. Well, it's complex in its systems, but it's, you know, there's a lot of booster uh, systems. And, yeah. Uh, boosted systems I should say that make it like a, a, a power steering you know it, okay. it's kind of kind of effortless back so you, backups you, you don't really feel the size uh, oh, okay. of the plane. All and, right. Uh, in the smaller jets, you actually uh, feel it more. Yeah. Would there be enough room for me to lay down and cry? Because that's a <laughs> i <have>. Yes. yes. <laughs> lay down and cry. Well,
3: be, <laughs> being
2: famous, you have uh, a lot of people have the privilege of, you know, having private jets and being flown all over the place. When you do get into one of your jets or something, are you flying it? Yes. Okay. For the most part.
10: Mm. Unless I'm tired, and, and then you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you
1: see there was a news story yesterday? Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s uh, citation uh, that oh. went off the runway, caught on fire. Really? Everybody got out. Everybody was okay, but the the plane was a total loss. Yeah. Oh,
10: I've got to look that up. Yeah, I, always, do... I think you always learn by these things. Okay.
1: Know? Yeah. They're the FAA and the uh, the, um, the safety administration are, are looking at it. Speaking of of aircraft, your 707 is yes. getting a
10: uh, is being donated. Yes, I'm donating to Australia. I've had it 18 years and. I, I loved it, but it's getting, um, you know, antiquated and mm-hmm. it's time to give it away. So I'm donating it to an Australian museum.
3: Was this the one we heard? We were talking to Olivia Newton John and she said that she had never seen Greece and you had her and her husband. Yes.
10: C- come on Well, he, his husband
3: he, had never seen. He, he had never seen And Grease. you actually went on the plane and
10: watched it. Correct. Yes, that is correct. I said, if you're going to marry Olivia Newton-John, you you better see Grace. <laughs> well, that must have been so much fun. It was, watching his reaction, you know, because then he became the entertainment, watching him <laughs> yeah. watch the screen, like I did with my dad with Mary Poppins when I was 10. I wanted him so badly to see it that I watched him the whole movie <laughs> watch the screen. There was a screening of Grease last night at the Mann Music Center,
5: which is this great venue in town. And they, uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra was there to perform the soundtrack. And they just do a phenomenal job of accompanying the uh, live music with, with the movie. And people were just going nuts for it. I mean, it, you know, the movie's nearly 40 years old or maybe it's 40 years old at this oh, point. It and is.
10: And, and it is a phenomenon. I, You know, it's, it's really interesting to see how it, each generation embraces that film. Because I remember when I was little, you know, watching Yankee Doodle Dandy or, oh yeah, you know, uh, watching Wizard of Oz and they all held up. But they were only 20 years old at that time. Yeah. yeah. This movie's 40 and it's still like it was as though it were done last year. Yeah, it's, it's pretty did, uh, timeless. It's really timeless, which I'm proud of.
3: It, it's funny, though, because I think it, it, it is, there was a certain group in time where I was very aware of silent films and, and I, it wasn't like I was around, thank God. God, yes, but know. they
10: showed them on you know, you would see a 4 o'clock a movie. Right, and right. Like and, yes, and, and, yes.
3: and you had an appreciation for it. That's a little harder to get now. But, I mean, so for right now, I think a lot of people to be turned on uh, to the movies of the 70s, the sec which you are a part of. Sure. The, the second golden era of Hollywood. Yes. You know, because it's, you know, these are great movies that sit there. And, and, and when kids or, or younger people discover them. The light goes on. It's like oh,
10: yeah. And this- the more timeless they are, the more they discover them, not only in a new unit of time, but but as though it were um, they were back then. And yeah, it had the same impact because Greece and Center seemingly even Urban Cowboy, to have the same impact on the new generation. It had. On uh, people then,
3: absolutely. For some reason, still as profound as ever. Yeah, yeah
6: it seems it. Do you know? Yeah, as a uh, I I did musical theater growing up, and I'll, and Greece is the one play that has always eluded me, and uh, and I always wanted to play Danny Zuko, and now <laughs> it's never to too late. late. <laughs> yeah, as a forty-four year old man, that's never going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. At that point, late. <laughs> late.
3: You're you you're, you're Donald Zuko at that point. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
10: I think you should do it. The Fox News group did today. They did a reenactment of yeah. Grease. Uh, They filmed it. Uh, per shot. Oh, yeah. right. really? Yes. You guys could do that. We could do that. 100%. We've got our Sandy. Absolutely. We've got all our T-Birds here. Yep. You're uh, the Frenchie. I'm, I'm yeah. the, the lesser-known guy, Baldy. So <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just do the, you know, leather jacket. You're home. They're I mean, right.
6: we still, to this day, if somebody says, you know, rockin' and rollin'. And whatnot. Of course. <laughs> it just finishes. Yeah.
2: All the time. Every single yeah, time.
6: That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Well, so, I just thank you for, for all of that stuff yeah. that you've given us in, oh, you're over welcome. the years. It's, it's, um, it's right. It's, it's a real pleasure actually, looking at you in the flesh. Yeah. It, you know, you That's... have beautiful
10: eyes. <laughs> thank
4: you. Really, yeah. And It didn't get uncomfortable to the very
10: end. Oh, I that? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm an actor. I love compliments. <laughs> Please. You yeah, dressed really nice too. Yeah. Uh, what a watch you. on you in the pocket square. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> decided that we're each other's scenery, and that at some point maybe not for yourself, but for another person, you have to be presentable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, anyway. You had a great quote on on Good Morning America, you're making the round, so, so you were hitting uh, those guys, and, and you said something I thought was, it was a great outlook, and you said, uh, you know, life is art. Life is yes. art, so appreciate it, enjoy it, and it's here for your entertainment. You
10: well, know? it is, because I think so many people don't view life as an art, but you know how you eat, who you spend time with, where you go, how you do it, how you dress is all part of an art if you choose to allow it to be mm-hmm. an art yeah. it's not just the quote unquote arts of music and dance and and sports and it's actually how we live, yeah. what we're doing right now. Well, you know, of course, this is an art because you're on on radio yeah. Uh, performing. Yeah. But uh, it's how we interact is also part of the art uh, the art of life. I
1: love that. I love that yeah. outlook. All right. Well, if you want to see John, definitely in a in a, a role big departure, unlike he's ever been in. Then you want to see the fanatic. It's a great movie, and it's in theaters on August 30th. Wonderful to have you here, John. Thanks so much.
10: It, this was probably the most fun I've ever had. At a, interview situation this has been awesome oh, thank, you so thank you so much and loved your story nick and i loved your story casey oh my god two great stories
1: let's hear it
4: john travolta
1: yeah.
11: ladies and gentlemen
1: thank you john thank
11: you. we'll thank take you. a break we'll be right back stay with us
4: Attention
9: campers. With so many rock shows coming to BB&T Pavilion in August, MMR figures, we'll just pitch our tent and stay the whole month. Nine killer rock concerts creates the opportunity for MMR's first rock residency, Breaking Benjamin, Santana, Alice Cooper and Halston. MMR's got complete concert coverage and lots of chances to win your way in. For a complete rundown on MMR's rock residency in August and a chance at exclusive prizes and backstage experiences, check WMMR.com.
1: If you've ever seen the movie Notting Hill before, There's a scene where Julia Roberts is a really big, famous uh, movie star, and she comes to this family dinner, and nobody knows she's going to be there. And they go through the evening, and everybody acts nice and calm. (laughs) And then after she walks out the door, everybody starts freaking out. (laughs) That's That's what just happened with John Travolta. Thank you. Nice to meet
2: you. Oh, man, it was great. It was great. Thank
11: you.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) nicest man wow i knew he was gonna be nicest I, 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 man it, yeah uh very sincere sweet gentleman and had nothing but super complimentary things to say to us on the way out and <laughs> uh even offered up hugs and we all got to hug and take pictures and, <laughs> read uh, this text preston yeah uh here here's a uh texas travolta's compliment was the radio equivalent of Harper's grand slam last
4: night. <laughs> That's right. I'm so
1: picturing the door closing behind him and you guys jumping up and down in yes. a Gatorade. Yeah. Band. You guys are welcome. Oh
3: That's it. To right field. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, it's so that's uh, you. You talk. You're just saying it, Preston, off air. The 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 bulk of pop culture that he's. I mean, yeah. Saturday Night Fever for for people who you know who may have dismissed it as a disco movie. It's an, It's a study of a of a yeah. of a of a lifestyle and somebody trying to better themselves. It's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and I mean, from there on in, through so many countless roles that he's been a part of. You know, I mean, when you when you meet somebody like that, who spent many hours in the dark watching on a screen. It's like oh,
2: they're right here. Yes, one hundred percent. That moved uh, Richard Gere's interview for me as my favorite guest, favorite wow. interview into second place. He's definitely up in the first spot now. You yeah. guys
6: have known me a long time, and <laughs> and I have forgotten many words. <laughs> While we've been on the air. and I me was like talking good. I was like I was talking to him and he was oh, like yeah, so you're... super nice to me and I, I couldn't think of the word Polaroid and I wanted, I, yeah, so he, I was like
4: I'm gonna talk to him? Would you mind <laughs> taking a hammer? <hemorrhoid?" laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! By the way, at uh, Casey and Nick got two big compliments from him at the very end. There, he loved your stories, yeah. called you guys by name, and uh, you got hugs. It was just, uh, yeah, the best interview oh, I, that yeah. I can remember. I well,
5: mean, he, he couldn't have been kinder. And Steve, like, I, I somebody mentioned off air, uh, I think it was you, Bill. Get Shorty. I didn't like. I that's a great movie, yeah. and I didn't get a chance to bring it up. He's been a part of so many fantastic movies over the
3: years, and uh, that's that's how you do an interview. Yeah, uh, just uh, uh, it, it's it's cool to see that, and then maybe he goes and tells someone else. Maybe for yeah. Christ's sake, like Kelly Preston. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I know, right? I know. I didn't even bring her up. I I
1: thought, I was, I thought about her at one point. I'm like, you <laughs> know, John's here. John, John, let not about. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. It was an exciting way to end the week. We have a few things left to question Casey. because yeah, buddy. You were spending so much time with your new buddy, John Travolta, yeah. out there. I didn't get a chance to ask you. Oh, we- no, I was pooping. I had
6: oh.
3: to. <laughs> you were pooping in front of John Travolta?
1: Flight yes. or flight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: To flight or flight. <laughs> yeah. It's like when a monkey throws up yeah. <laughs> to avoid prey.
1: Um, are we wrapping up? Are we doing the segment? Uh, the uh... We're doing it all here. All right, so we're going to do lesson question, trash music news, and we will wrap up the show by doing our letter of the day, Word of the Week, because Pancake was in here wondering uh, what we were going to do. So good, we got that out in the open. We will do our lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR rocks the Zach Brown Band, Friday, September 6th at BB&T Pavilion. So the question that I will ask you is this. What is what did I? What did Todd Crisley have all over his face? <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Bill Weston's here. Uh-huh.
2: So much for that. (laughs) It
1: was Bill Weston inspired. It was Bill Weston inspired. 215-263-WMMR. What did Todd Chrisley have all over his face? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard that this morning and you should call in now, we're going to do the trash while you're doing that.
0: The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And
1: it is brought to you by Monster Mania. Monster Mania Con 43, August 16th through the 18th. You can see Freddie himself, Robert England. Clive Barker, Ric Flair, Whoa. and more. Uh, tickets available at the door. For more, inf- more of the Gorin store, you can visit monstermania.net.
3: Hey. What's happening, Steve? Well, Scott Disick dropping $100,000 on a playhouse for his kids that includes hardwood floors, large windows, and French patio doors says says that it's important that his kids know just how much he is willing to spend to buy their love. Oh
13: my God.
3: <clears throat> Actor Michael Madsen cutting a deal in his DUI case and will only have to spend no more than four days in jail. Fame movie Tough Guy Madsen was pulled over for driving erratically in a smart car having, after having one too many lemon drop martinis at a scrapbooking convention. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter returning to L.A. yesterday following their PDA-filled Italian getaway. Addressing being intimate with the notoriously unshaven Cyrus, Carter told TMZ that she won't have to floss for a year. And that's your Hollywood trip. All
1: right, thanks, Steve. So the answer we are looking for is to this question. What did Todd Chrisley have all over his face? 215-263-WMMR, the number. I'm going to go to Mick, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Mick, how you doing? It's Mike. (laughs) Where's Mick? I don't know. <laughs> we need to start keeping score. That's we high. need to start keeping score of how many times the names are incorrect. <laughs> all right, we'll have Whopper, keep score. All right, Whopper. All right. So, what did uh, Todd Chrisley have all over his face?
11: He had kerfuffle. 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 Oh. Yes.
1: Oh. You got it, Mick. Hang on this. We'll just call you Mick, Mick. from
2: here on yeah. out. And at the end of the semester, we can add it up and we can have like a winner.
1: Yeah, we could do that. Most uh, mistaken names. <laughs> So we are going to set up Mike with a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks the Zach Brown Band Friday, September 6th at BB&T Pavilion. Some tickets for both of their shows, September 6th and 7th, are still available at Ticketmaster.com. We will get into the music news now.
0: now Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR.
4: Yeah! All right,
1: this morning it is brought to you by Godshaw's coming soon. Godshaw's new bacon package. Uh, you can see what 80% less fat looks like right up front. Godshaw's new easy to reach packaging is coming soon. Uh, this is disturbing news to start off with. On Sunday night, a man died at a KnotFest roadshow concert near Chicago. Jeez. Uh, yeah, witnesses said he had participated in the mosh pits uh, in the lawn section. And was knocked to the ground at least once, and uh, then about an hour in slip slipknot set, he fell out of the pit and into the grass. And as people were trying to help him up, he suffered a seizure. Uh, two men performed CPR before staff and emergency personnel showed up. His name was Richard Val, uh, Valdez.
3: It sounds like there might have been something medically, maybe with him going he, in there. He was
1: 62 years old, and an autopsy is 62 in the mosh pit is pending. Yeah, dude was in there tearing it up. So um, he had battering rams on his walker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Corey Taylor, speaking of uh, Slipknot, is uh, planning on writing another book, uh, stating that his last book took such a toll on him mentally, uh, and he went on to say, I'm starting to get that itch again, and I've got a really great idea for a novel as well as a cool idea for another rant book, as I like to call them. The new one's going to be a Mad Libs book, right? Uh, maybe, you never know. I made statements during a Facebook Live Q&A in hopes to start writing in the next year or so. Uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, and the rest of Slipknot are currently on the road in support of the latest album. We Are Not Your Kind. Hell yeah! Guitarist Tom Maxwell will have uh, hand surgery next month. In an interview, Maxwell said, "I got in a car accident, broke my middle finger on my left hand, and I keep getting trigger finger, which he says it gets stuck, and it's really odd. He so he gets stuck flipping the bird. It's an odd <laughs> feeling. I don't know if it's that or, or I think gets stuck bent. Yeah, like that. Cheese um, curl." Yeah, exactly. Uh, He he went on to say, I got a series of uh, cortisone shots, which the percentage of the cure rate from that is about 70%. Unfortunately, I didn't fall into that. Mm. Uh, So according to his doctor, it will be a small incision. He didn't mention how long recovery would take. Uh, but welcome home is due out September 27th and will be the group's final effort recorded with drummer Vinny Paul Abbott, who died more than a year ago.
3: When you're a musician, you remember like when uh, Tom Petty famously punched a wall and broke his hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the slightest little yeah. issue with your hands can kill a career. It can, it can destroy you. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: If you're a
6: guitarist, don't mm-hmm. ever punch a wall. Kick it, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: because
3: you can mm-hmm. break a toe. It's not going to unless you're an Irish step dancer. <laughs> right. And then we're gonna Punch wall. the wall. Punch yeah. The wall. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and then one last thing, uh, Metallica has donated €250,000, which is around $280,000, uh, to a Romanian association that's building the country's first pediatric oncology hospital. Wow. Yeah, that's a nice chunk of change. The band made the donation ahead of its sold-out concert on Wednesday in Bucharest. And part of the donation was made through the band's nonprofit organization, Uh, Called All Within My Hands. We mentioned them before. That was established in 2017 as a means to invest in the people and places that have supported the band. And so uh, when they go to town, uh, the members of Metallica donate at least $10,000 to local food banks at every single city they play. It's
3: a good band. They're good people.
1: Yeah, I like that. And that's all I have in Music News. Normally we would take a commercial break, but we're not going to do that now. Uh, we are instead going to be doing the Letter of the Day. So, uh, Case, you think you can uh, serve one up for us? Yeah, I can totally do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Lella K, as in kerfuffle. Fuffle. Very good. We will take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. And uh, see if we can get ourselves a winner. So I'll go through the uh, thank yous for today. It has been a star-studded day. But before we do that, we had burgers in here. The Philadelphia Burger Brawl is coming up September 15th at the Navy Yard. And I want to thank Ripplewood Whiskey and Craft and Ardmore. And Milk Boy, who you can find at 11th and Chestnut and also 4th and South. Both excellent. For uh, bringing in the goodies today. And they will be, obviously, one of the, I think, over 60 restaurants that are involved in the Burger Brawl.
3: Again, you're going to want to pace yourself, but it is, uh, it's is—it's an experience um, like no other. PhiladelphiaBurgerBrawl.com
1: to get your tickets and information. Thank you to Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New comedy special called Quality Time is on Amazon Prime, and that is available
3: now and also, we had Marlon Wayans. Yay. Marlon's great. It, honestly, yeah. I, I, and I, as I said, as I said to him, the stuff cracks me up. Yep. That's all I
1: know. Uh, Sex is the film, and it is available on Netflix today. And last but not least, <laughs> it was amazing, John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, the Fanatic is in theaters on August thirtieth, and uh, that just—that's uh, one of the top of the tops as far as interviews in studio interviews go.
12: Freaking John Travolta, John Travolta. Yep. But what was so cool is how clearly impressed he was with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your knowledge of uh, of every film ever made practically is is extraordinary. Uh, whoever is in, director, actor, writer, but uh, you always make them feel comfortable, and you always know other things about them. And, uh, you know, and then the when he said that at the end, that's when you know, you've, you know, as we like to say in sports, you've hit it out of the park. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. uh,
4: <laughs>
3: you've kicked it out of the park.
7: This <laughs> yeah. is loaded
11: and one out. Oh, Barber my God.
6: Deep to right field. Well-
12: Skated it right out of the park. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean I, I mean, I had chills when he said that. I was so thrilled for you. Because, Thank you. Because uh, it, it, it's true. But, I mean, he verbalized what many other, um, you know, artistic types who have been on this program have uh, have felt, if not downright said, how great you guys do. And because there's... 18 of you, Uh, you can at at various times lob in a different thing, each one from a different perspective, you know, and then at the end, when he remembered your name, Nick's name and Casey's name, I'm going, that's brilliant. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. It was uh, it
1: was really, really awesome. He's, he's, that and more of what we wanted. So. Congratulations. Love it. Thank Good you, man. I appreciate that. it. It's
12: so cool. Good for you.
1: All right. Little uh, prize to give away. So let's go over to the phones and see if we can get our winner for the Word of the Week prize. Our eighth caller is David. Hello there, David.
11: Oh, uh, no way. I won. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs>
3: let's not get ahead of ourselves. Hey, let's see. Let's see. Because there's every possible way you won't win. Yeah. Do you know the Word of the Week? I do. What is it?
11: Pack. Great
8: day in the morning. Uh-huh. Now you have one. You got it. Yeah. All
1: right, Dave, listen, you got this really cool thing, and I'll let Steve solo on it for a moment, but an indoor-outdoor folding tournament ping-pong table from Corneo,
3: Steve. So I just got one. They're indestructible. You could literally leave it out all winter. It will not get ruined, but it is a, a top-level ping-pong table, and I freaking love it. So, you know, you can bring it inside if you want to, whatever you want to do with it but it's it's uh, you're going to love it. It's really made to incredible specifications. So we're going
1: to set you up with that, David. Congratulations.
11: You guys rock.
12: Oh. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. By the way, <laughs> are you happy?
4: Yeah, I would you <laughs> <laughs>
12: What are you feeling inside at this moment? <laughs> Stomach acid. <sighs> I can't hear a thing. He was
4: about
12: to. uh,
1: Uh, We're going to include a a cover and an outdoor playing set courtesy of Royal Billiard and Recreation. Make sure that you're ready for kickoff and the season ahead. Royal Billiard and Recreation has everything that you need to make your place the place to watch the game. Royal Billiard and Recreation, your ultimate game room store. Uh, selling fun for over 30 years, and you can
3: visit com. It's a great place. It, it is. really is. I, lo- I love going over there. They have a whole bunch of
12: stuff.
1: So the Friday, it's your oyster, Pierre. What you going to do with it? I'm going to
3: peel it. Yeah. yeah.
12: Peel, peel that, that oyster. oyster. Is that what they do? Yeah. yeah. That's yes. what they do. Really? They peel them. No, they, they know, shock them. They, oh. Shock oh. them. Okay. they shock oh, them. shucks. You're just an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. My father used to say, I'm happy as a clam. Yeah. Yes. Is that, that is a real phrase. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're agree.
3: always smiling. Uh, Why wouldn't you be happy you sit in a shell with your own fecal matter?
12: Uh, <laughs> looking at it that way, what
3: more I could never I say? I
2: really that. Uh, there it
12: is. There it is. Um, the emotions of a clam. <laughs> before going further, I wanted to mention, if you go to WMMR.com, uh, we had uh, an extraordinary moment, uh, not yesterday, the day before. I told you that this guy was going to bring an album in that he yeah. won from MMR in 1969, um, he did bring it in, it was the Blind Faith album, the one and only Blind Faith album, and we played the audio of our first DJ giving it away on the air, and there was no, there were no request lines, as I think I told you, and people had to write in on a card. <laughs> there were 50 um, cards, and he came in on the 14th. Now the synchronicity there was uh, that, uh, in the announcement, the uh, DJ said, we have to have these by August 11th, and we'll we'll draw the winners on the 14th. So um, it was the 14th, and this gentleman came in, and we played it, and uh, we played a couple songs from it, in fact, and we filmed the whole thing. And it's up at WMMR.com. Awesome. Um, and I it's really a cool just station history moment because the fact that... Uh, he is still listening, and uh, you know that he st- and he had the re- he had he had the box that it came in. Wow, um, which was so cool. Uh, he that's had, one. Of the, that's a great album. It's just a great album. You you well, know, know, it is a great to, yeah. record. Yeah, um, but. Um, And his name is Bobby Dean. He's from Wilmington, Delaware. And he he couldn't have been nicer. He's been with us the whole time. And it was his birthday. It happened to be the date the drawing was being called. In 1969, he got the album, and it was in pristine shape, still in the shrink wrap. Wow. 15 years later. Well, he opened it. Oh, but he left the wrap on there. But he was meticulous. And he (laughs) had the letter from MMR saying, hey, congratulations with our original logo, the kind of rainbow logo, and the box, and a 12 cent. postmark on it uh, decades later decades later and so i was just it's a really cool moment and it's captured it and marissa was cool enough to take a, a video of it did so. he hang on did he did he keep it or did he donate it to give the
1: no, record no, to he, us? he wants it okay sure yeah, absolutely well, I, got no I mean problem that'd be a, a that neat thing, thing to hang on the wall here but
12: no, it would be. Uh, yeah. i just got a
3: sheet. we have ann murray's greatest hits upstairs in the conference room That's we we treat it, <laughs>
12: another gentleman just sent me a sheet from live aid and he told me he was going to send it. I said, Do you know, like a piece? He goes, no, an entire bed sheet. Uh, but we put uh, Live Aid and MMR on it, and it's been sitting in my drawer forever. And so I just got that yesterday. So. Cool. Um, That'll take a few walls. Now, now we
5: just need your twentieth uh, anniversary banner from the Spectrum that got stolen like two days after we got that <laughs> That's out. Right,
4: all, right so, uh, all in good time. My yeah, son. it'll, it'll
12: come back. No rush. Yeah. That'll be with the picture of you and Elton John. That I t- <laughs> took a picture of Nick and Elton John, and I lost it. Oh, but uh, it'll come up. I didn't, lost, I didn't lose it. It's but on it'll... one of those trains. It's, it's <laughs> train.
4: with your luggage.
2: <laughs> uh, Did you ever get the luggage? No,
12: okay. uh, yeah, right uh, but there's head. always hope anyway. Um, so on the program today, uh, we will have tickets uh, for the struts. Uh, they uh, are on sale now, and that's for a show ungodly show, show December 28th. I mean, it's middle of summer and they're doing a show three days after Christmas, but the struts never stop. They'll be at the Fillmore. That's on sale. We'll have tickets for that. But the big thing today is Woodstock and we will celebrate uh, starting at noon. Uh, Woodstock, and a couple of things from uh, 94 and 99, but uh, I have this amazing set that I was listening to last night that has stuff I've never heard from Woodstock, stage announcements I've never heard, uh, really cool moments of the festival that was underway at this very moment uh, 50 years ago. Are you a fan of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But they, the movie, they... in the book, in this book, it says the movie was, a lot of it was out of context. Yeah. And, you know, and re edited. Um, so, and then when you listen to this box set, it's actually as it actually unfolded. They have the set times. Wow. The the show never stopped, it went all night long. Yeah, Preston was going, going to go through that was, with major
3: bands playing at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Uh, just amazing. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, excellent. All
1: right. Well, thank you, Pierre. Have a great show today. Thank you. And I will thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and Steve Show and the President Steve Show run on Dunkin'. Uh, brought to you also by Shawls. Check out the new Shawls packaging. Easy read. Look. Uh, easy read. Hey, look. look. Same great bacons. There you go. The fire in
3: sky. Yes.
2: What? Words put together.
1: <laughs> it's got it. Okay. I'll explain right. it next, World
2: Ranger, week. Scout. next week. Next um, week. I can't wait.
1: And also French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville, with everything you need for the great outdoors, fire oh, bad French Creek dot com why take chance with anyone else <laughs> uh, and also of course, photography, the official photographers of the president Steve Show. You should be able to see the photos that Brian took for the course photography of our belly flop championship awesome. last night, yeah. Take a look on all our websites and course Photography's website as well. Next week on the program, live performance in studio from Dinosaur Pileup. Chris Barron of the Spin Doctors is stopping by. Comedian Ian Edwards will be in our studio. And the producer, writers, and directors... Of this film starring Shia LaBeouf coming out called Peanut Butter Falcon will be in our studio it's as It's getting well.
3: rave reviews.
1: It looks really good. Yeah. I saw a trailer for it in the theater the other day. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Reston and
11: Steve. Love you. you. Line. Every time
8: I hear
4: this
8: f- song, I just picture Cassie Romano sitting in a nice office with... Like Kate sitting on the couch or
11: something, and she's she just taking down notes. Just in a nice suit jacket, just being a therapist, you know.
9: Next message.
11: Uncle Charlie comes back, and it's <laughs> hitting season. by papa with the walk-off grand the to
9: the moon. Next message.
11: Canadian bacon is a lie. It's just ham.
9: It's just <laughs> ham